so frog you got a haircut today that's the most interesting thing that's last happened. week but it could, might as well be today so because it's, it's fucking short so um okay. uh my mom is friends with a bunch of people that i'm not friends with can you imagine no yeah, yeah, uh, imagine that uh different age groups and and different social groups lead to different friends and associates i got yeah, you can you can you understand it yeah i guess i guess yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah. but um so her friend when i'm i guess when uh, i was around her at some point uh apparently told my mom that like oh i don't like his hair it's growing weird <laughs> and, and what I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm fucking butchering it, but point being... I mean, your, your hair grows... Little does Frog realize she was white. just talking about him. Point being, she's a, she's a hairstylist, is the idea, and... That's some, like, Midwestern term... Yeah, I don't like the way his hair is growing. It's like, okay, <laughs> I don't know well, what, I don't, get him I, circumcised. I wasn't there for it. I don't know what she actually said. Point being, my mom took me to her to cut my hair, because she's actually apparently, like, a hairstylist. I didn't know that. Your so, mom? No, my... Her friend. I was going to say, like, how have you lived with your mom, like, your entire life, and you didn't know she was a hairstylist? Like, it, <laughs> My mom's like, a teacher. Oh, there's all the hair just laying on the, in the kitchen floor, Mom. What is this? It's, it's dinner. <laughs> I was wondering where all the hairballs came. Oh, fuck. <laughs> spaghetti and hairballs? Uh, but, yeah. Okay, so, okay. I go... So, I, so this, we, so this uh, friend just uh, just did her word-of-mouth marketing of her barbershop for your essentially, mom. Essentially, yeah. yeah, See, yeah. My mom actually goes there for her hair, so, you know, it makes sense. So, anyway, Does your go, mom's hair look nice? Yeah, yeah, she looks nice. And, you know, yeah, she looks, looks she's, she's a nice. huge Karen, but she looks nice for a Karen. I, well, I mean, but like, but but is the hair like I'm going to take you to an all-you-can-eat buffet hair, or I'm going to take you to Ruth Chris hair? It's, or, uh, like, it's somewhere in between. Exactly, where it's like Texas Roadhouse hair. No, it is. Uh, can I speak to the manager? I am the manager. I don't care. Where's the manager? Kind of hair. Okay, so this is like the Bed Bath and Beyond first date hair. Sure. Okay. I've, all right. I got I've you. never been on a first date to Bed Bath and Beyond, but I can imagine. Can't say. So. Well, that's that. That's like where Karens want to go on their first date. Is, like is that where Karens want to go on their first date? I've never. That, that Karens have you dated? Where Karens want to go. I. I'm not saying I've dated them personally. I'm just saying, like, if I were to take a Karen on a date, I would take her to Bed Bath and Beyond and then leave her while she was complaining that none of the fabrics <laughs> go above 325 thread. I yeah. Think it... Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's reasonable. No. It's fine. <laughs> So anyway, frog haircut. haircut. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting my hair cut by this lady. Uh, she's like just kind of getting, getting me getting my hair with a straight razor. I'm, I kind of like long, shaggy hair, so she's cutting it down to size. Uh, I don't like like getting it short, like buzzed or anything. I just kind of like getting it trimmed down to so it's on my eyes. Okay. Uh, okay. But yeah, like sometime during the cut, because it's like a longer cut, like I said. Uh, at some point, um, she mentions. I don't remember exactly how she mentioned it, but just like. Um, Oh, I think it was, I was, she wrote up hobbies. I, I wrote up hobbies and I was like, I was like, what do you do in your free time? I was like, oh, I like playing video games and like watching uh, cartoons. And she's like, oh, cartoons. Yeah, my son watches those as well. I'm like, oh, he is your, how old is your son? He's like, oh, he's 25. I'm like, oh, oh fair enough. Like, uh, what, what kind of stuff is he into? He's like, oh, I don't know. It's it's some, some kind of Chinese thing. I can't understand why you, he watches no, those she things. No, she, you know, she's lying. She knows exactly what it is. No, no, no. Like, she, she, said, she, she said they're Chinese and she said, I don't know how he can watch them when you can't understand the language they're speaking. <laughs> <laughs> So just watching like the the original Chinese dub of Jackie Chan Adventures, where like instead of thanking like their ancient martial art technique, they thank Mao Zedong for his ability to fight. Yeah, but I, yeah. but it actually called back a memory in my mind because I uh, when she said that I was like, wait, because uh, I I'd met someone at the campground, which my parents are like, that's where I met the this person originally. Like my parents mm-hmm. like where they're camping and stuff. Um, and their son was over one time, and he had this computer doing, like, Monster Hunter World or whatever, and I saw on Discord he had a profile picture of, like, the cell from Cells at Work, and I was like, huh, 
Which what? cell? White blood cell, white red blood, blood cell, cell platelet. Okay, it was a yeah, chibi uh, that, white that, blood okay. cell. Okay, that's that's fine. That's okay. That's understandable. I think, or or maybe it was. A, I don't remember. I don't. It's 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 hazy now. Okay, all I remember was the cells at work, and it was a chibi avatar. And I was like, and I, I think my 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 lines connected that that was the same person that she was talking about because I don't I just didn't remember very well, and I just kind of laughed internally really hard at the fact she was she called it Chinese cartoons, unironically, <laughs> and how it's some, well, something I mean, actually it, someone said for real. Um, well, it, it's it's I, I I don't know what it is, but like the it's like. End stage boomers, so like boomers right before the boomer timeline got cut off, and then they, I think boomers gave birth to Gen X, because I don't think there's anything between boomers and Gen X, because boomers is like the longest generation group out of any of them. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it's like boomers, Gen X, and then millennials, which is where I fall into. And then and like, fucked, and then Z. Yeah, well, and it's <laughs> like, I, I don't know what it is, but uh, boomers and their Gen X children, like, you know, if, if a boomer was born in 1946 and they had, like, a child when they turned, like, 19 and 20, like, those early stage Gen Xers, mm-hmm. I, I there's got to be a generation between boomers and Gen X. I, I uh, think they just adopted the boomer mindset, so it's like a yeah, continuation. Well, like, I, I had to get my screen replaced at, at Best Buy the other day, and... I actually, like, I'd made an appointment online because that's what they do now. And as I'm standing here in line, this boomer comes up next to me and just starts yelling at the guy at the cash register who was helping somebody. (laughs) Like, the guy was clearly helping a woman with her Windows Vista computer. And she was a boomer. And so, like, it was like this unspoken bond between the two of them that he could just interrupt whatever (laughs) was going on because they're both all important. And he's just yelling, he's like, I need the battery replaced on my phone. It doesn't hold the charge for 15 minutes. I have to have it plugged in all the time. And the guy's like, well, what phone is it? He's like, iPhone 5. And he's like, sir, that phone is four years old. We we don't do that anymore. We legally can't do that. I think it's actually like closer to six years old at this point. Uh, iPhone like, 5? That's oh, it's, pretty old. Let me check. Yeah, it's like, he's like, oh, Apple's always just trying to screw you and get more money out of you. I'm like, dude, this phone is like six years old apple's not trying to screw anybody you have a six-year-old phone like go get a new phone and he's like actively yelling at this poor sales associate from like across the store because he can't help him change his batteries like they're gonna screw me out of a new phone i paid good money for this phone i'm like dude this isn't your your freaking ge dishwasher from 1953 (laughs) that ran off of nuclear power it's gonna break it's it's literally built with a life expectancy of less than five years. Like, what are you going on about? Little did everyone know that this man just found a way to download copious copies of Bonsai Buddy to his iPhone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's actually the, uh, going to be eight years old in a week. Oh my wow. god, yeah, so he had an iPhone 5, so just, just think about that. Like, really. Uh... So, uh, this is the We Hate Boomers podcast, by the way, and, uh... Nine, seven, seven, seven. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's the only podcast that absolutely hates boomers, and they must be destroyed. (laughs) We hate animated boomers, uh, and I'm here with English Mike, I'm here with Frog, and I'm Moth, and I'm going through this really fast because nothing is more important than an announcement I have. As of this morning, it was confirmed that Ash has won a regional tournament in Pokemon. (laughs) My man! He did it! Now, now here's Woo! the best thing. Not only did Ash win the Alohan tournament, but he has won the only tournament that doesn't matter. Because if you play <laughs> Pokemon Sun and Moon, you know that is the most, like... It's basically unofficial. Yeah, it's a, it's a cluster mess. They don't even have an Elite Four. They don't have an eight Pokemon leader <laughs> thing. Like, My man's no top the locals. 
I'm pretty sure Ash just won because he walked onto the top of a volcano and like spit off of it. Like, there's, it's. I, I mean, I'm proud of Ash. Like, it took him what twenty, twenty two years. It took him under point. one year, actually. He's still ten. Oh, yeah, no. Fuck you! It was under a year. <laughs> Fuck you so hard. This man no, uh, is twenty years old and beat a bunch of children at dog fighting. <laughs> he took him twenty one years to do it too. Took him like I think it took him twenty two, but uh, yeah. So he won the Alohan region, and uh, there is actually a theory right now going on in the uh, Pokemon spheres that Ash is no longer going to be the main character of Pokemon. It's uh, possible they are moving to new trainers, new characters, uh, and and I mean he really had been the only consistent for twenty two years because even Brock left him like six years ago. Brock has left him I think two or three times. <laughs> like, yeah, Brock came back like coming. at some point. Yeah. He gets uh, so tired of the boy finally, pussy and moves on. Yeah, he can he can finally go back to Misty now and have the relationship. If I'm not mistaken, Brock is currently the in the series. Uh, I think he showed up like for an episode too. Like, hey, I'm here researching this new form of uh, Geo dude. Where's your mom? <laughs> is Ash still dating Serena from like X and Y? I don't know, man. Well, Fucking... no, no. Like she kissed him on an escalator and then pissed off. Like that, that's like you know <laughs> he's horizontal loyal. <laughs> wait, wait, was X and Y the, the France one? Yeah. Or was that black and white? Know, man. Black and white was America. Okay, so she Casablanca to him. Like <laughs> Okay, alright, alright, I got you. Here's to yeah, you, so, sweetheart. So I mean it's it, it's kinda bittersweet because on one hand, like it's like, oh no, Ash is gone. Uh what, but then like I realized that I, I genuinely haven't watched a Pokemon series save the Aloha region since he was still in Johto. Like Yeah, that so we're, the we're, last we're one I remember was Johto. Uh, the last time I cared was the episode where he said goodbye to Misty. And I was like, oh man, they're well, leaving time to each stop other. Watching. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched Pokemon Mom? since, I think, Diamond and Pearl. I don't know. I was younger than you guys were at the time, so I kind of topped off a little later. Don't. Yeah, just. I, nobody I, I, you know, mind I'm, Frog. He's a baby. I'm, I'm like, Generation Fucked, okay? It's, it's fine. Everyone else well, in Generation well, Fucked, rise up. In the comments section. No one's there, but it's okay. No, we're, we're not starting a revolution because I, I'm pretty sure most of you, like, don't know how to even do your taxes, so I don't trust you with a revolution. My parents helped me. Thank you very much. Hey, I do my taxes There we go. There we year. go. Like, are you going to have your dad, like, show you how to load an AK-47 so <laughs> that you can turn it against him immediately? Like, I wouldn't have now, to have son, my parents help put the blindfold around your schools. mouth so that when the gas grenades go off, you don't inhale. <laughs> this is for Mother Earth. But, uh, <laughs> Mother Earth. The <laughs> I just I, I, the one thing I remember about the Pokemon series is it, it was very similar to like the first three seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh, where they couldn't even follow their own rules. Like, oh yeah, I, I remember the Great Race episode where I guess at one point Rapidash was considered the fastest ground Pokemon. Yeah, maybe it just a Ponyta evolves into Rapidash halfway through the episode. You're just like, all right, <laughs> what? Yu-Gi-Oh's okay. way worse though, because like I oh, I love Yu-Gi-Oh. I love Yu-Gi-Oh so much. I think the 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 first series is be- better because it doesn't follow the rules. Because if you watch Vrains, which by the way Yu-Gi-Oh Vrains is about to end, thank Christ, because it's awful. Uh, that one's like the worst one. I, I legitimately um, haven't watched Digi or uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh since the uh, since the dueling school seasons. Yu-Gi-Oh like, Vrains follows like the current rule set so everyone's fucking turns take 20 minutes and they're constantly like they're all every single character in that show plays a combo deck and it's so awful it's unwatchable i i seriously haven't played Yu-Gi-Oh since uh they had the millennium dreamcatcher deck 
I don't remember who had <laughs> it, but uh, where you could play out of your graveyard. And that was the last time. Oh, I yeah. That's like when graveyard <laughs> things were new. Graveyard decks were a new thing. Yeah. Like back that's in crazy. What, 2001, 2002, graveyard that's decks nuts were important. That's to think about now. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I just, I, I'm going to use Catapult Turtle to launch my knight at your floating yeah, castle, yeah. which this hologram exploding <laughs> will cause you to fall off a cliff. I'll summon like, let's, let's three <laughs> blue-eyed dragons in one turn. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite, like, bit of, uh, there's a guy on YouTube, one of my favorite YouTubers, his name's Civet, and he has, mm-hmm. like, a YouTube series where he breaks down, like, all the shitty things in Yu-Gi-Oh! I think I saw that, and, yeah, uh, that was funny. He, he... <laughs> He pointed this out, and I never noticed it as a kid. Uh, not only does Kaiba, like, threaten Yugi to throw that match whenever he has his ultimate dragon. He's like, you could destroy my ultimate dragon, but I'll fall off the cliff from the explosion. <laughs> but continuing on, Yugi has, like, internal Trauma. conflicts about, like, oh, man, Yami was going to do that. Like, it would have killed him. Like, it's a hologram, you absolute tard. Remember when uh, Yugi scammed the fuck out of uh, <laughs> Joey with the uh, Time Wizard? I... <laughs> yeah! Hey, take this Time Wizard that buffs my dragon. <laughs> it's even worse than that. He gave him Time Wizard and uh, was able to give him uh, the Dark uh, was it Dark Sage in their duel against each other. Like yeah. a total asshole. It's the only strategy <laughs> that he has as a player is to summon Time Wizard and summon his baby dragon. And I'm going to destroy your dark magician. my baby dragon. <laughs> Have you guys ever read like the, you know his crocodile card? Have y'all ever read the t- card text on it? It's written like it was done by him. It's, it's, I love Joey. Joey's the best. Joey's pretty cool. Oh yeah, no, I, Joey, I think Joey has consistently been everybody's favorite character. His, I mean, like, duh, yeah. great grandson is in like one shot of five D's. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. Did, I mean, that's did, that's like dub did, clip specifically. They don't say it in the uh, Japanese. Apparently, it's just like in the dub. There's like this one thing where it's like, uh, it's like, oh, is that Joe, Joey, Joey Wheeler? It's like, nah, it's his cousin Jesse Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> so, does is it canon that Joey and my like bump ugly? It's like I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, I don't know, but in the 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 more recent uh, uh, Dark Side of Dimensions movie, like I I would want to fucking. Ju- like I want to like clown town Bobby Brown like uh, what's her face Tay Taya Taya's so fucking hot in that movie Jesus wait, Christ wait 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 Dark Sides of what Dark Side of the Dimensions Dark Side of the they update dimensions. all of the characters like designs and Taya yeah, new just... Pink Floyd album so all right Yu Gi Oh this came out in 2016 uh her name's Taya right yeah like which one the Joey sister. No, yeah, no, like that's not his sister. Oh, the brown. Yeah, the girl? one that you forget. No, they, they just sharpened the models. I'm looking right at it. Like they gave Joey more defined hair somehow, and Taya just yeah, they sharpened him up. He goes. Taya, it has like the DBZ huh? thing where they start from like these soft kind of bouncy models to like these like sharp edge lords. Crazy. Literally, Taya just looks like a Mega Man Legends model. Like from what I'm seeing right now, it's just she can model my dreams anytime, boys. She's still 15. Take it, I still think it's like. Without a if doubt, she's that 5D's, 15. I'm 15. That's false. I, right, well, I take uh, it personally. At five D's is the best series, and I will never let anyone take that away from anybody else. It's really the great. In the first, it's really five great D's in the first so season. It's so good. So, so uh, yeah, motorcycles, from Pokemon, motorcycles, motorcycle Pokemon cards, Yu Gi Oh for ten minutes. All right. 
we, we did have something. Uh, we're going to step away from anime and we're going to come west for a little bit. We got two things to talk about from the west. Uh, first one, Steven Universe, the movie. Now, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to paraphrase. Everybody at this point, I believe on this podcast knows, I do not like Rebecca Sugar. I think really? Rebecca Sugar. Really? I didn't know. Oh, right. I think Rebecca Sugar <laughs> is an amazing songwriter, but she has two horrible flaws as a writer. Is she feels that people learning to accept sadness is the only way a character can grow. And therefore, by the time all of her shows and anything she influences is over, everybody feels like a hollow shell of themselves rather than they got better and they improved. We saw that with Finn the Human, where he just feels like a hollow shell of himself who's just going to deal with disappointment until the day he dies. And honestly, by the end of Steven Universe... I feel like Pearl was just this hollow, empty thing. And they, they, I will say they tried to bring it back in the movie and like kind of really uh, solidify her relationship with Greg. But at the end of the day, like Rebecca Sugar's idea of character development is only war criminals should be happy and <laughs> everybody else should learn to live with disappointment. Like, I know yeah. you didn't watch it, Frog, and that's fine. No, but I did not. <laughs> the biggest running theme in Steven Universe so far has been space Nazis are A-OK. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's class systems are OK when rocks do it. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't but, know. Uh, I, I, so, I remember so, watching Steven Universe, like, a tiny bit in high school because my friend was into it, and it uh, just, wasn't, just wasn't my thing. The, the so, diamonds literally dropped an A-bomb on an entire world, mutating their own people into monsters, and they're just like, nah, we love our, we love our daughter, that's, that's you now, I guess. Trans oh, rights. Yeah, it's, uh, no, no, we're not, we're not gonna go that far. Like, it's actually, I will give Steven Universe this, is a lot of people want to give Steven Universe crap, and they want to say stuff like, Oh, it's so social justice warrior happy. Oh. If you actually sit down and watch Steven Universe, they they take everybody seriously. Like, mm-hmm. they have a character that's kind of supposed to be, like, the pseudo-Alex Jones character. He's, he's, <laughs> the, uh, he's the fry guy's son, the guy who owns the fry shop. He's the eldest son, and he wears, like, a Guy Fieri, like, fire shirt all the time. <laughs> and he has curly hair, because curly fries. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they actually have an entire episode dedicated to the fact that he's like, I just don't like you guys. Like, he he straight up says that. He's like, I don't like you guys. And he can't give them a good reason. He's like, I don't like you because you're different. I don't like you because this, 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 the other thing. It's an allegory for racism. No, they they literally have an out. There's a character in there that that is an allegory for your racist uncle. Wait, who's that? It's Steven's uncle. Is it a gem? (laughs) Wait, I, I don't. I don't remember. Do you not remember his? Do you not remember his racist uncle who hated his his brother because he dated a, a dirty gym? No, gym. I don't. <laughs> yeah, he was a pilot. Damn, how gyms. do you not remember this? Yeah, it's. I, I don't. It's the Thanksgiving I, episode because he comes over for why, Thanksgiving. Because I have better things to do on Thanksgiving than watch Steven Universe. I don't. My family's awful. I, I believe it. But uh, everybody gives it a lot of crap, when in reality, I think they take a lot of things seriously, and um, they show a lot of actually positive things. I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm just, I'm, I'm sucking off Steven Universe, but, you know, they they, to- they take toxic relationships seriously, and they mm-hmm. break it down in a way that children can understand it, and adults can understand mm-hmm. it. They talk about the fact that love is generally something that you build upon, because uh, they have an entire episode where a guy falls in love with Garnet just by seeing her and she has to break it and be like, you don't love me. You love the idea of me. Yeah. And you, you actually see a lot of, uh, 
you see a lot of positive character development uh, in, in a lot of ways. And then Rebecca Sugar comes in and goes, okay, everybody's a war criminal. Everybody's miserable at the end. <laughs> but now that we've said that, let's talk about the Steven Universe movie and how Spinell is the single best thing to ever come out of Steven Universe. And kind of the worst. No, no. Spinell is great. Uh, and I will fight anybody who disagrees. Uh, one, her voice actress nailed every single one of her songs. And yeah, doing I... Waterhose Fleischer era cartoon singing... The way she did it was mind-blowing. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, uh, Meet Your Friends is... Well, like, I've listened to that song Your so new many friends? Times. Yeah, I've listened to that song so many times. It's, yeah, it's good. And then, like, her actual song uh, at the end, what's Drift Away, I think it's called? Uh, I don't care. I just like your new best friends. That's... Or your new friends. Drift Away is fantastic. Like, I heard it described by someone uh, as, it's a perfect song to kill yourself to. <laughs> <laughs> well here here's something uh you know the song in the garden right like the one where she's singing about like how much fun they had until she got abandoned yeah that's drift away oh that's drift away i thought that was called in the garden no okay well perfect we're talking about this so my wife has this thing and like it, it's the most horrible thing on the planet but she's like i like this song and i like this song and she always talks about these songs that she loves the most in these things and they're always like Songs about being abandoned or, like, songs about being mistreated are her favorite and the ones she relates to. And, like, me as her husband, I just get all these red flags. I'm like, wait, that, that that's your favorite? Like, so is, is there something we need to talk about right now? Like, are we am, am I doing something wrong? Do you want me to kidnap you? Like, I, I don't. Part I just, of me thinks your wife would hate me and part of me thinks your wife would love me because I'm the exact same way. I, I don't I don't know. I think she doesn't like looking in the mirror, so uh she'll probably hate you. <laughs> like being honest. Wait, are you uh, <laughs> saying you marry you would marry Mike if he was a girl? Okay, so uh just to fill you in right right quick on, that on the Steven Universe plot. Uh so Steven Universe is about four absolute authoritarians. Uh it's Joseph Stalin. Adolf Hitler, Benito Mussolini, and Tokigawa. I forgot the Japanese emperor at the time. Uh, so the four of them are conquering planets, enslaving people because of his supremacist outlook in the world. Uh, well, then <laughs> I'm one sorry. Of them... I'm sorry. I just remembered Tokigawa is the name of a prefecture. The the it was Hirohito at the time. Hirohito. Okay. So <laughs> Benito Mussolini, because he's stupid and can't do his damn job right. Uh, gets sent to Earth for an easy conquering mission. And he gets sent with, like, a couple of super powerful advisors. Well, he, for whatever reason, just, like, starts huffing paint fumes or something. <laughs> because he decides that he doesn't actually want to conquer this planet. And then he tries to report that to his superiors. And they're like, well, that's all we do is we kill stuff like that. That's what we do. We're the Third Reich. And uh, he comes back and he goes, no, I, I don't think we should do this. So then... They stage a huge war where gems fight gems and people shatter each other and break and fight. And they don't even go full force against this guy. And Benito Mussolini somehow wins. They don't even try to fight him. They're just kind of like, ah, here's a poultry force. Like, nah, nah, I don't want this. Like, all right, cool. We'll come back later. Uh, so that that's what happens. And then Mussolini's sitting here living on Earth. And uh, Mussolini finds a guitarist in a band and falls in like with him and then the guitarist tricks Mussolini into sleeping with him and then Mussolini gets pregnant and dies and gives birth to a half human half rock child and uh half human all half her, communism 
have communism child. And uh, all of her bodyguards kind of despise this child, but love this child at the same time because this child still represents the person they were supposed <laughs> to protect. It's still a rock-hard pillar of communism, this baby. Yep. And then uh, the guitarist, uh, this musician, pisses off, doesn't pay child support, and decides to open up a car wash next door instead. <laughs> this is such a so, fucked up metaphor. <laughs> So that's 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 the backline of Steven Universe. And then the entire uh, show at this point is Mussolini's rock child is running around fixing all situations with friendship and good feelings. Basically, the entire plot is uh, Mussolini's child is trying to, like, repair all the damage Mussolini did because he was horribly incompetent and, like, just slighted a ton of people throughout time. Like, absolute terrible dictator. So to break, like, uh, okay... To break your metaphor, and it's not really even a metaphor, you just replaced characters' names with dictators. Um, <laughs> Pink Diamond is the single worst character. And oh, I don't man. mean Without I don't mean like doubt. poorly written, I mean they're a bad person. Yeah, like it, it, the thing is they started the show by making her out to be this like completely wonderful, omnipotent, like will always mm-hmm. do the right thing. And then by the time the show's over, like Steven literally looks at his mom like a war criminal. There is yes, it it like Frog, I need you to understand, like that that's exactly and that's why I like Pink Diamond as a character. She is at first idealized by every character and then you just learn over and over the shitty things she does. Like, like there was a moment where like, like the whole reason she gives birth to Steven, it's not because like, oh, I fell in love with my, my guy. It was like, you know what? I think it'd be kind of cool to just, just kind of cool to turn myself into a baby and escape all my problems that are totally coming in the future. Yeah. Uh, so basically, and then the nice thing is each of the four diamonds are represented by a different era of animation. And I really, really respect that. Uh, Really? Because I... Yes. So White Diamond, uh, the oldest of them, is based on the Astro Boy era of black and white Japanese animation. Uh, Blue Diamond is based around the Harlock Saga, the 70s, early 80s style of animation. And then uh, Yellow Diamond is based very much on late 80s, early 90s uh, shoujo styles where they're still very sharp featured. And then by the time Pink Diamond shows up, it's very much based on, like, uh, mid-2000s Bishoujo. Uh, like, if you, look, at, if you type in Blue that, Diamond I'd... and then type in Mattel Harlock Saga, exact same character. So, but then why, why, okay, going back to the movie, then why is Spinel Rubber Hose? Well, because she was, uh, she's been around for 6,000 years, dude. Yeah, but so, and besides, was, like, so was the other Diamonds. Longer, oh, even. It's, it's you know they can they can choose their designs. They chose a Fleischer <laughs> era comedic slap happy character, and it worked. It really did. But yeah, like uh, Frog Spinel, the villain of the of the movie, is Villain's a strong word. Every gem is a villain. Uh, yeah, <laughs> real... every gem is a war criminal. Let's be <laughs> the real. villains are the friends we made along the way. <laughs> it really is in this. But Spinel, like the whole thing, and I actually like this. It's it's really smart. She's a villain because she was she was she's very childlike. She's literally a toy. And Pink Diamond was like, "Hey, you can't come with me. Hey, stand here. This is the game of standing. I'll be back." And she stands there playing the game of standing for 6,000 years, and then a broadcast pops on in the garden that she's in that says, "Hey, that person that you're playing this game of standing with, yeah, they're dead. Is dead. And they're me." 
and I'm going to go live a happy life now. Peace out, Girl Scout. And she just, she sees this and gets like totally like, br- like I assume because her, her, her actual like form changed. So I assume the anger actually made her pop and then reform as the evil Spinel. And she just got a big old uh, space drill with some space poison in it. And was like, you know what? Fuck you. You're the, sh- you're the fucking worst. Your mom's the biggest piece of shit in the world. I'm fucking you up. And that's the setup for the movie. And it's really fun. Yeah, it's... Uh, and the movie, I will say, even if you don't like Steven Universe, uh, the movie doesn't deal with a lot of the social issues that Steven Universe dealt with. You don't feel like at any point you're being hit with social justice propaganda. Um, and, and once again, I actually never felt that Steven Universe was super social justice heavy. I always felt that it actually tackled everything very moderately. Um but uh, it's it's just a musical. It's a fun, enjoyable musical where nothing happens at the end. Like it, it's very much its own segment. Nothing was gained, nothing was lost. But you get to enjoy a nice musical with a really good soundtrack. And I would recommend anybody watch Steven Universe, whether you love or hate the show. It's pretty much irrelevant. Yeah, it's it's a really fun movie. Um, I don't have anything profound to say about it. Uh uh spinel is the next rule 34 listing like that's for sure i don't i don't i do not like <laughs> i don't like her I, design I like, at all i like i liked my damaged characters i like them quite a bit i, I identify with them but i think both just like a character <laughs> where's design's the closest like just really girl with dumb. the fucked up personality <laughs> i can find <laughs> i don't know man oh, no it's it's um I, I mean, I, I don't know. I like her design. She's got the best design of any gem I've ever seen. And, like, if you're thinking about, like, because you got to realize the gems are in a cast system. If I had to have a job, I would want a Spinel's job. Like, she's just basically be a, a clown. court jester. Yeah, like, I want to be a clown. I, I want to be clowning. <laughs> but, uh, we clown yeah, so meet now. So that that's all I have to say about uh, Steven Universe. And before we go into anime, uh, Mike. You wanted to talk about Seis Manos. Seis Manos. Um, Seis Manos. Oh my. It's Spanish. It's Seis Manos. Okay, so say Tomatoes. Gotcha. Seis Manure. All right. Seis yep. Manos so, is an anime. Uh, well. No, it's Western. Anime it's inspired. Western. Anime inspired. Netflix is calling it an anime, and they're stretching the definition really wide at this point. No, um, it's it's Mexican Jackie Chan Adventures. It's it's a really interesting... I say interesting. It looks like it it'll be watchable. Like not even it doesn't look amazing. It it looks about on the on the same animation quality as Jackie Chan Adventures. But I love Jackie Chan Adventures and it's it's literally just about these three orphans in Mexico who are, who have a kung fu master who uh work with a DEA agent to get revenge uh for their dead master and also zombie demons it looks really fun i love zombies i will watch anything with zombies at least for 30 minutes before yeah. turning it off uh zombies are my go-to that's really all i have to say it's it's i think it's coming out on the 3rd of october so it look like an anime so much it just looks like a western cartoon yeah it's it's totally it's, it's a cartoon netflix is yeah. trying to call it an anime are they it's a, i mean like Oh yeah, if you go to the Netflix, I can understand like, website, why Cannon like, Busters they call is they called an anime because it's made in Japan. But like this is just well, technically speaking, ninety percent of all animation is produced in Korea, even Japanese animation. So Black. let's break down them barriers, boy. We all anime now, and I hate you True. all. 
It's true. But that's Ace yeah, Manos. So it's, it's it's very simple. It looks fine. That that's the best thing I can say about it. I was more interested in the other trailer you sent with the samurai yeah, thing. Speaking of uh, speaking of American companies really trying to dip their toes into anime, uh, Blade of the Immortal. Now, before we talk is about that the trailer, Western at all? No, uh, no, no, no. But Amazon is commissioning it. I, like no, Amazon they, commissioned it. They aren't commissioning it. It's going on Amazon. No, but I'm pretty sure they paid for it. Like they didn't just pay for exclusivity. I, I'm pretty sure they paid for it. But I'd have to look. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Blade of the Immortal, uh, in, in the 1990s, American comics really reached this dark point that was just pointless. Uh, it was it was when Bar- Batman got the really, like, I'm dark and edgy kind of mindset. It's it's where we saw a lot of the stuff that we now consider, uh, what like, iconic about a lot of superheroes. Like, uh, about that time, I think the death of Superman happened. Yeah. Uh, we just we saw a lot of edge, and Japan kind of was in the same area, and that's that's I think Berserk started in the nineties, didn't it? Uh, Berserk started in the eighties. Yeah, so well, eighties to nineties is what I'm talking. Um, so that's that's kind of where we are. Uh, Berserk and Blade of the Immortal. It was a uh, it's it's a dark senin action uh, based in the. Edo period, Tokugawa period, something. Uh, <laughs> Japan. It, it's, it's in Japan during, uh, I want to say during some of the Warring States periods. Um, and uh, Mike, do you know actually more about it than I do? I just know it started in like 93. I don't know that much about the Blade of the Immortal. I know that this, it had a previous adaptation back in the 90s. Um, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's basically about a, an immortal swordsman who is cursed and he will remain immortal until he kills 1,000 evil men. Uh, and it is... It is gory. Like, it it, it, it looks really... Like, uh, it looks really good, but it, it could just be, you know, PV trailer, so who actually knows? But, like, it, it, the amount of, like, actual violence that's in it, it's really in, in, engaging for gore hounds. And, and I really... You know, I like a good gore every now and again. I'm more of a story man, but... The action looks like it's 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 gearing up to actually be pretty good, and that's what yeah. I was really looking at that trailer. Me. You sent it in the chat earlier today, and I was like, just I reacted to how good like some of like the, the cuts looked in that trailer. Not everything oh, yeah. looked amazing, but like as far as it looked, it reminds me of Shimmer Ice Shampoo in terms of like the style. It's uh, it, honestly like to visual me, style, uh, yeah. not in terms of like well, theme. I'm trying to remember the anime that ended about the dude who had blades for legs and Dororo. arms. Uh, Dororo, right. Um, I hate you so much. It, it kind of was like, hey, Dororo's over. We need another dark, edgy, feudal era anime to pick up after Dororo. And that's all I could think when I was seeing the Blade of the Immortal trailers. I'm like, so it's just Dororo 2. Like, and I, I know, like, when these things came out and everything, but... The weirdest thing about anime- it is that both of them were remakes of a previously adapted story. So it's, it's like, extra weird. It's like... Amazon was like, you know what, Dororo is pretty popular. Let's let's get the rights to this thing. It's pretty wild. I got, I got no idea what's going on, but Amazon, for whatever reason, is just like really nailing uh, '80s, '90s era action sentence, and that's like all they're interested in. I mean, I'm not complaining here. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, we got Vinland Saga, we got Dororo, we got uh, Blade of the Immortal, and even before that, we had Kakakuri Circus, like. And they also it, have, it, uh, I don't know if you watched it, Moth, but there's also Banana Fish they have. And that's, uh, that, it, it's about gay, ni- like, gay 90s uh, detectives. Wait, uh, I thought Banana Fish gangsters. was the one where the dude fucks a mermaid. 
That's uh, I don't know what that one is actually. That's called that's just uh, the Little Mermaid. No, 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 no. There's, there's. It's called like Big Blue or something. Deep uh, Blue. Oh, you're thinking of uh, uh, Deep Blue number three? I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Perfect Blue. Yeah, the, Perfect. No. Per, is it Perfect Blue? <laughs> yeah. Per, no. It, wait. Per, Perfect Blue is is the Satoshi Kon movie. I no, know. I know. I'm Perfect. Joking. Perfect Blue you. is the weird idol thing. Yeah. That's a good movie. Uh, no, I'm thinking of... Um, I'm just going to type in blue anime mermaid and see what comes <laughs> up. A uh, bunch of crappy DeviantArt pictures. I'm actually like trying to... Oh, uh, blue submarine. Yeah. I thought it was submarine. I wasn't sure. I'm having like an aneurysm here. Blue submarine number six. I'm just... Alright, well... I, it took me that long to remember what that was called, but Dude Bangs a Mermaid. It's the first Monster Girl thing. Probably was the first, like, widely available Monster Girl thing. I say a widely squid available. squid girl! Tenchi Muyo was, but, you know, whatever. Actually, there was, back in the 1970s, no. there was an anime where uh, a guy is randomly chosen to represent Earth, and if he doesn't beat the Demon King's daughter, uh, the Demon King's gonna destroy the planet, and he wins by proposing to her. And that's, it's it's a, it's a demon harem. 1970s we had it that premise is almost interesting and then you saw call it a demon harem and i'm checking out yep well it's uh it's a harem between his girlfriend and his demon lover oh he already has a girlfriend okay i got you yeah yeah he already had like an established girlfriend (laughs) and i i think i told my wife i'm like now that i'm married to you i'm committed to you but at any point while we were dating if monster girls had become a reality i'm I'm sorry but it's it's over (laughs) (laughs) he's the closest to come there I, I love my wife dearly, but she already knows that if we start getting like serums and injections, like I'm gonna wait till she falls asleep and then just bloop. <laughs> Moth is uh, secretly funding uh, Elon Musk's hunt for monster girls. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know what? If if he can even like start splicing normal human genome for that kind of stuff, I'd love that. You have to supply <laughs> like, your own genome for it, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh god, here, that means the first monster girl is probably gonna look like Elon Musk, and I don't think I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I guarantee you, he's already been wifeified. I've seen it. But, like, like I've, I've seen it. Like it's not something yeah. that I touch myself to, but it's there. Yeah. So I, I get I hard, I'm, but I'm not gonna touch it. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I, I, I will. S- <laughs> Damn it! I'm trying to think here. I will. I will say. Uh, I don't like Amazon's anime selection. Uh, it feels like a lot of... It feels very bottom of the barrel. Like, we either get this weird stuff from the 1980s or 90s that never really saw the light of day. Or we just get hyper-violent modern stuff. And I like hyper-violent. Uh, I don't like blood. I, it, it's weird. Like, if I'm going to see somebody get murdered, I want to see their ligaments break. Like, I want to see all the tendons in their arms snap. Like, I want to see organs pop out. I don't like the cheap... If I cut half of your head off, blood just shoots out. Yeah, you, I you, see you want you want cage. like that one scene from Akira where that guy gets destroyed by gunfire. Yeah, exactly. I want to see somebody get shredded. Like I, I think buckets of blood is cheap. You want like viscera, not just paint. Yeah, I, I want to see human anatomy flying everywhere. Like uh, corpse party ovas was actually really good. I and keep mentioning those of visceral ovas. I actually. Uh, and I forgot to mention this to y'all, but I figured y'all wouldn't even know what it is. I watched a four-part OVA series uh, here recently called Alien 9, and I'm actually, like, gonna make a YouTube video on it. Ooh. Um 
it's uh, it it's that. Like Moth, I don't think you're gonna like it. You're gonna look it up and see these the character design. These designs. are children. Yes, they are children. I, they they I, are I, they are ninth grade children who these don't are look f- like ninth graders. These look like fourth graders. But they are they are forced to hunt alien invaders as part of a school club. And it's it's got like this weird because they're cute. If you look up the characters like Moth just did, they're really cute. But the aliens they're fighting are horrific. Like in some cases, body horror monsters. There's this one that eats one of them and and oh. replicates her face a thousand times. Yeah, it's really unsettling. And not only that, but like it eats her convinces her that he is her brother and there's a scene where he where a he he puts this in inside her head his head on top of a boy's body and he just walks into the room and lifts up her shirt and and forces his face into her and all the while she's saying welcome home oni chan and it's so unsettling and it's great but like I don't know if I'd recommend it to either of y'all. It's and I'm not saying like as a criticism thing. It's it's not for everyone. Moth, I don't think you'll like it because it's cute. Frog, I think it's a little too slow for you, but it's really fun. Like I liked it I'm quite a bit. Slow stuff. I like slow things. It's only four episodes long, and it's yeah, really the music is it's, it's really unsettling. As well. I can watch a four episode series. Like, like, come on, I'm not. I'm like. I'm not like a magic thing where it's. I watched a two-hour uh, movie today, for God's sakes. And it's Alien 9 is also from 2002, I think. It's really old. Hmm. I I don't know. It's got that Madoka Magica thing where it's like, oh, look, the cat's going to be evil. Oh, holy crap, the cat's actually evil. <laughs> like, uh, it, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, re- it's an interesting watch. I, I only wanted to bring it up because, like, it's... It's really... Vi- like, it, how, how visceral it can get is really uncomfortable. That's, uh, yeah, eh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it just because I don't like that Madoka thing. And I don't like watching girls get killed, believe it or not. Like, I'll watch a dude get murdered oh, for days. Oh, uh, none of the girls get killed. Like, one of them gets dumb. eaten, but she's still alive. Okay, that's retarded. No, I'm sorry. You got to go all or nothing. Moth's <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to watch a little girl get killed. Oh, they don't get killed. Oh, that's horseshit then. <laughs> no, it's like if you're gonna have a gore anime, like then have death, have sufferance. Like, oh, there's there's lots of fucking suffering in it. Holy okay. shit! <laughs> All right, well, okay. Speaking of suffering, uh, one of my least favorite animes has a movie on Crunchyroll now. What's that? Tanya the Evil. Yay! Uh, yeah, I never no, watched no, that no. show. I never. People like no. it though. There are there are a couple of things that make me incredibly uncomfortable. Uh, number like one of the very top ones is gender swap or gender bend, and like the oh, whole yeah. isekai premise where it's like I got reborn as this, like that's fine, and then it's like I got reborn as a little girl, and you're like, oh yeah, but I like was a grown man, yeah, he is a grown man, but he gets reborn like he he goes from modern day Japan to being reborn as as a baby, like it doesn't just become a little girl. Like he he lives his life again, but as a girl, and they don't sexualize it. I don't know about the visual novel. For all I know, it's very sexual, but the anime doesn't sexualize her, so it's well, no. <laughs> uh, and 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 there's a lot of Gesugao in it. Like her facial expressions are phenomenal, but at the same time, I just I don't I don't dig it. Like you could have had a girl go back in time and do it, but you had to choose a guy to get isekai like that. I I don't like. It. I ain't digging it. Eh, I mean. 
<laughs> I think it's fine. In fact, I think it's it's really enjoyable. I don't think it's fantastic or anything. Um, I and I think this movie, uh, Frog. I don't recommend you watch it unless you decide to watch the whole show. And the reason being is because it's season two. Like it's straight up it's right. The, yeah, it's an adaptation of the next story arc. Like so the like, uh, MAA, MAA movies that are coming out. Same thing. Yeah. Just continuations. So if, if you just jumped into it, like you like, there's a scene where Tanya butts the main antagonist with her gun, and she does so in the same way that she did that girl's father in the TV series before killing him. And it's, it's sim like, like that's how she realizes that her father, uh, she's the one who killed her father. And they, it's, it's a good callback, but you won't fucking get it. If you have like the gun that Tanya uses is her father's gun. And you, you don't even like the movie at no points like, Oh, that's my father's gun. Actually, no, wait, there is a flashback, but it's like barely, you, you could gloss over it. I, the best thing about the movie though. And I'm saying this, I'm saying this as a comrade myself, a large, a large portion of this movie is Tanya overthrowing capitalism. Like, <laughs> like she goes to fucking Moscow and you know that, that, that statue of Marx that's really famous. She fucking destroys it. And all, <laughs> and as she's destroying the Russian capital, she's singing a German anthem. It's, it's amazing. Jesus. <laughs> like, it's so much fun. And that's why I enjoy it so much. All like, I know I, about that show is that, like, apparently, like, they butchered the designs from the manga because the manga is super detailed or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's, that's anything. Like, yeah. Really. I mean, not everything. The, the light novel illustrations are high art and they really like you can't capture that on a tv budget yeah like, no i didn't think you could but yeah i love Soapy. it though I, I really if you if you've watched tanya i i recommend giving tanya a shot there's some good shit in there i i almost read i almost made my first youtube video on tanya the evil except my script sucks so i i drafted it but uh it's it's really good uh fun watch if you're just looking for something fun to watch um speaking of something fun uh moth have you watched the new one piece movie is it even out yet uh no stampede is not out yet do you know and anything I, about it uh it is uh so the plot is basically you know it's 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 another one of those hey you know we're just gonna do a one-off movie to celebrate another year of one piece so don't expect anything plot relevant of like course. uh i think with the last one one piece gold the only thing we really saw and it might have been before the anime showed it is that Lucci is back and that Lucci is pissed. Uh, for those who don't watch One Piece, uh, Lucci was probably, up until recently, Luffy's hardest fight. Uh, Lucci really pushed Luffy to his limits. Uh, a lot of people actually believe Luffy's fight against Lucci is probably one of the most tense ones. Uh, that being said, I mean, his his fight against Doflamingo felt very weak, in my opinion, even having read that section mm. of the manga. The, the Doflamingo fight wasn't very strong, and the Kakaguri fight... Uh, the Kakaguri fight is probably the closest thing to the Luchi fight, but at the end of the day, the Luchi fight still stands as a big thing. So the last movie introduced that Luchi is back and he's pissed. With this movie, I don't think we're going to see anything plot relevant, but it's basically, hey, we're inviting all the pirates to this island to get bounty hunted by bounty hunters, basically. Okay. Um, so everyone's going to be there. I think the worst generation is going to be there. And I think the big goal there is to have a lot of fan favorites on screen again. Right, yeah. And, I, I mean, as, as far as movies go, that's exactly what you want. Um, it's going to be a bunch of fan favorites. 
I'm not too sure how I feel about the art style or anything like that. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna have to reserve a lot of judgment until I see the movie. Yeah, that's how I feel about a lot of One Piece. The art style is pretty whack. I like uh, the art style actually, of One Piece. I think it's so actually, much shit the just current it's different. Arc, the current arc is really good. Uh, they've completely shifted up the art style. Oh, you mean for the anime? Because I saw like the, the second... Uh, not the second, the 22nd opening. <laughs> um, yeah, that... And it looks really good, actually. Yeah, it has, like, the it has like this right uh, DBS Broly style, like loose line work, and I really like. One yeah, piece it's, bad. Uh, I will murder you. Shut up, cringe baby. Uh, no, it's, Shut up, piss it's baby. good. Yeah. Uh, One piece. One piece is really good, and I'm liking it. Um, but, and, so uh, I don't know. This I'm gonna watch this movie, and I'll tell you guys how I felt about it. Afterwards. I'll probably watch and it if there's if there's anything plot relevant. Well, it's a good thing that you're thinking about watching it because apparently it's coming to theaters in the fall here in America. Oh, wow! I better get but the not sub, for not the dub. Fuck you, fuck. Y'all are lucky because you get all the cool movies, and we don't get no anime movies here. I like, want to uh, see like the new MHA movie, and I want to see Promare so bad, but I gotta wait till it comes online. So. See, uh, by the time this episode airs. Promare will have already done its time in America, but we're excited for it. Like I'm, I'm taking my wife to go see Promare because I get to see Camina again. All I, I, all I ask is you guys don't spoil today. me I'm for the next s- couple I'm months. So fucking excited! Promare, woo! When you're hearing this, you missed your chance to watch Promare, but fuck, my boners just engorged. I cannot fucking wait. Ah, oh, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm, I can't wait uh, for Good Fire Force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, m- moving right It's a along. shame that uh, all the got... ideas from it were stolen. <laughs> that's not. Uh, moving... That's just no. <laughs> moving right along, uh, just because we're we're gonna do something a little bit different this episode. We got a lot of video game stuff to talk about, but before we talk video game stuff, there's one last thing on anime that we I, I really wanted to touch. And uh, mangas come out every week. We have a new manga out every week. Uh, dozens of new mangas out every week, and some get canceled, some stay. Uh, there's one that caught my attention for a very interesting reason and i had frog read it i don't know if you saw it mike i did uh a new manga came out called nearby muscle girl and at the end of the day it's a very trite it's a very craptastic uh romance about a girl is very muscular very strong she's the quote-unquote strongest girl in the world and she has a neighbor who's a sundari boy who is very weak uh, physically, he wears baggy clothes to hide the fact that he's got a woman's physique, basically. That's how they say it in the manga. Um, and it's basically the Sundari relationship of him trying to become a man for her. Like, to become a proper suitor for her. Uh, under most circumstances, I would have ignored this manga. Because it's it's just another run-of-the-mill manga. It's got a fun little gag, and it might make it a couple of chapters. But I don't see a lot coming from it. The reason I want to talk about it is because I feel American taste and interest and Japanese taste and interest is really starting to intertwine. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what groups you guys circulate. Uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're friends. We have a lot of the same discords and groups like that. But there has been a definite upsurgence in my American weeb culture of a lot of guys liking muscle girls. Um, a lot of guys are coming around to taste. I feel like just yeah, it's. King, like, I think I was talking to this before the podcast started, but I feel like it's less of a Japanese uh, audience coming into terms with Western values, and more so that just the world in general is just coming to terms with new ideas. Because uh, I, I, this is obviously going like way back, but like let's say like the fifties, like people just liked a good old a nice old working woman who would make you a meal and have a big old titty or two. But no, 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 <laughs> it wasn't single. big old titties. Just it was single. perky titties. 
Uh, they actually had they had wire bras that were designed to be like pine cones. Like <laughs> yeah, they did, watchers. didn't they? But <laughs> yeah, like, point, like, point being, people are just kind of coming under different varieties, and so niches like muscular girls are becoming less and less of a kind of a niche, I guess, and just kind of things it, well, people like. So I, 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 I don't yeah. necessarily think it's like a Western to Eastern cross stream interest overload situation more so as just like the world at large I, is now I just becoming think hornier. That, and I'm saying this unironically. I just think that a lot of men are tired with traditional gendered power dynamics and the idea of having a, uh, a woman with traditionally masculine features is more appealing. I'm saying that. No, because I think that's absolutely retarded. I, I think we're just expanding upon what we can mass produce for the fetish culture. I don't think that, oh, no, no, we're, we're getting rid of gender norms. No, nah, we just, guys are getting bored of traditional vanilla things, and we are seeking out desperately pretty much exactly what he just said. Horny. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's... Well, no, but you're making it sound like it's some, like, great uh, social conquest of, like, yeah, we're more accepting of women in every size, and it's more like no, we're accepting of more fetishes in every size. What is what is a, an attraction but a fetish? Like, okay, okay, but have you ever heard the expression like, yeah, that's not the kind of girl you want to bring home to mama? Yeah, yeah, and that, that, that's what I'm saying is like we got a lot more things that like we want to have fun with, but not a lot of things like the things that we still want to settle down to is very narrow. So I think, that's I think that's dude, true. I'll tell you right now, if I see a muscle girl and she's into like big guys, man, oh man, slapping a fucking ring on that. I'll take her to, I'll take her to her own mama. You just got, you got this muscle girl who can't have certain carbohydrates. So she like force feeds you so she can live vicariously through your oh, gut. Oh God. Like, Listen, mom, oh, I'm just, Mike, here's another donut. Here comes the airplane. <laughs> mom, I hate you because you just made me realize I like something. Fuck you. <laughs> I've done that every episode. Like next episode, episode 10, uh, we're going to celebrate because I'm going to get these two addicted to clown porn. Oh, Frog's already halfway there. He what? loves him some clown meat. I was meat like, clown. all right, we got meat arms. clown. <laughs> y'all, y'all heard of meat clown, dude? Oh, yeah. You guys got to learn about meat clown real quick. You're dating there, this some... fucking podcast. So Everyone hard. listening to this podcast, go on Google right now and search up meat clown. You know, the thing is, that was a meme two years ago. That's what pisses me off is I saw that meat <laughs> clown picture two years ago and I'm like, oh, OK, this is kind of funny. And then I, I wake up like two days ago and one of my discords just filled with people tarred posting <laughs> meat clown. And I'm like. Where did where did this come from? I absolutely hate Meat Clown and everything that it stands for. Guys, follow my Twitter at, at uh, Frog King to follow. I posted like five or six Meat Clown pictures. Mike refuses to like any of them, but I will make him one. There, it's 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 okay. I've just got to say it. Modern memes—they've just become lol XD random, but with like a little like a veneer of like. Like not postmodernism, but, but like but surrealism. Of the kids posting him wearing Vans. They're now wearing like boat shoes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like it's. I they, memes have gotten no longer... so ironic that they've gone past ironic, and they're just child memes at this point. You fucking it's, it's, meat clown. Uh, meat clown. <laughs> well, the point in which the letter E became a meme for about two months straight, I was just like, "What the hell?" E. <laughs> e. Yeah, it's. I. I just. It's it's the same stuff because when I was going through high school in the in the early mid two thousands, like 
I saw a lot of it, you know, the kids with the checkered vans, you know, you, and then you had those like really cringy things they would print on their photocopiers or be like, I made you a cookie, but I eated it. Were like, liking Nightmare Before Christmas hadn't become trite yet. And you had all these things like, (laughs) but now I just see like what kids laugh about and it's, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to boomer for a second. I apologize. I got a boomer. I went to a friend's house because of my cosplay. She's, she's doing the seam work on some things. And I came downstairs and I watched her brother and I thought he was playing Overwatch. And I looked at him. I was like, man, this kid is playing Overwatch really well for like a nine-year-old. Normally they don't even have the motor skills to like pick their nose and poop at the same time. Like, you know, this kid is doing amazing. And then I I was like, oh man, and he's got a donation button too. Like this kid must be streaming. Then I paused and I'm like, (laughs) this kid is spending his free time watching someone else play a video game. I literally do that almost every single day. Yeah, same. I don't understand it. You know, I understand people are like, I'm no longer athletic enough for sports ball, so I'm going to watch other people it's play not sports the same ball. Thing, but like, you're you're confusing the idea of watching a video game with watching a person. I would argue that it it can be the you same are thing a person, because, because I don't just... have like the the my there's a disconnect between my brain and my motor functions where I can't perform at high levels on most games. And so that that's a chunk of the reason why I'll, I'll watch someone play a game. I watch someone play a platinum game because I can play that game and I do play that game, but I cannot do sick triple uh, S combos. I just can't. My brain won't let me do it. I just like it when they're funny. I like the funny the YouTube funny, man make the poop funny. Joke. <laughs> Froggy like the funny. I feel disrespected. I um, like the I, funny. I, I I don't know. I just I it, it is. I think the only time I have ever actually like sat down and watched somebody play a game is I have watched combo tutorials on Aaron Black for Mortal Kombat 11, and that's about <laughs> it. Oh yeah, you played 11. That game's like, eh. yeah, that's how uh, I feel ele- about it. Uh, 11 is, I mean, still, it, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> I was okay with 11. It wasn't as good as 10, not by a long shot. Uh, but it, it was still fun. Uh, I'm excited now for Guilty Gear 3rd. Yes! Which, uh, we're we're going to talk about that real quick. Um, so excited. What was cracked me up is I felt like for the first minute of the Guilty Gear trailer, it was the exact same trailer that they announced. It's just like Evo. recut footage, yeah. It just it, Yeah, it's literally recut footage with the song repeated. Yeah, and it's a little they, longer though. But then, everybody's darling child, May, shows up. <laughs> the fuck was and, that? like fake screaming oh okay now now uh talking about this is something i really want to hit uh may is a fan favorite but what's more important than that is when i saw may's character design i really i drew a connect uh there's a big issue with mortal kombat 11 uh, especially 11 is a lot of the female characters went through a rework and there's like going through a rework where it's like yeah we've updated the model we've done something like uh Bayonetta went through a rework between Bayonetta 1 and 2 where it was like, oh man, we, we got Beacomb chick and now we got I want to speak to your manager chick. Nice. Like, yeah. you know, we've, we, we, we've seen a redesign. With Mortal Kombat, they drew a lot of ire because it's like, well, where'd the tits go? You've made every single character up to this point like D-cups. Like, you know, and everybody was annoyed. It's like, oh, people are censoring. You know, the, you know, it's not fun to have, you know, lack of sexual characters anymore. And while I kind of agree to an extent, I'm like, okay, redesigns are fine. I definitely think the Mortal Kombat redesigns went too far. I feel like the Japanese, when they redesign a character to make it more appealing, they don't sacrifice what made the character the character. And unfortunately, with Mortal Kombat, a lot of it was tits. 
with yeah. Guilty Gear, it's still May. Oh, no, I love the new May. Her, they gave her a frumpy sweater. It's so cute, I, dude. I, She's still I May. Like, I'm not even like a Guilty... Like, I don't... Guilty Gear is like too hardcore for me when it comes to games. I fucking love the character Well, designs. apparently the new one's going to be a lot more uh, noob-friendly. I heard so. that. I'm uh, thinking of picking it up. I'm definitely going to pick long it up. As, as long as it's not like Marvel versus Capcom 4 noob-friendly. Never played that one. Wait, are you yeah, talking about uh, Infinite? Yeah. Yeah, Infinite's, uh, Infinite's garbage. It should not Everybody, exist. Like, it, it didn't even show up at Evo. Like, <laughs> nobody cares. Well, that's actually because they, <laughs> the, free, the people at, uh, was it Marvel or Capcom? I don't know. They wanted to use them, them to use their stupid tournament rules, which involved really unbalanced, like, Infinity Stone bullshit. Yeah, so. yeah, fucking Marvel. Mar- not because the game is bad, but because <laughs> they forced them to use this dumb system. And they're like, you know what? Nah. We're just not going to do that. I unironically love that system. Cause it's it, so funny. It's, I, I, did you hear about this, Moth? No, I, I didn't. What's going on? Back well, when... I, I heard about the controversy where Disney came down and was like, yeah, now that we own Marvel, uh, all of our characters have to be slightly better yeah. than the Capcom characters. Yeah, that, that that's some weird shit. But this is like, this is just tournament related. Basically, because there was a... It was basically like Capcom being like, okay, Infinity War's coming up, and we have the Thanos in our game, and there's Infinity Stones in the game. What if we made it so that if you win a certain tournament, you can get an Infinity Stone that will give you <laughs> that will give you an advantage where you can do dumb shit? Like, fuck. One of them, I think, was that you could delete a loss in a fight. Like, yep. what the what the fuck? <laughs> there was one where you could like uh, summon. I don't know. It was it was really dumb. It was not balanced at all. And and they, and it wasn't like an in game thing. There, were, it was just an added rule. And if you happen to win a tournament, you would have a little stone, and you could have and and the the it was kind of cool. If you beat someone who had a stone, you would get their stone, so you could have multiple yeah, fucking yeah. stones. You know, I I feel like I, I I feel like I can see where that's coming from, but that has no place in a competitive. Of course scene. not, not even I, close. I don't remember, but I think the Power Stone made it where you could get the first hit in a game that has infinite <laughs> combos. Jeez, yeah. So it's Marvel Marvel vs. Capcom Four was bad, and that is I would almost say a hundred percent Disney's fault. But I also have to fault Capcom for like. Was didn't he easy combo? Was didn't he like? Did, didn't he own Marvel by that time? Yeah. Yes, they own. The, in fact, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom three. I don't even know if this is still the case. You could not download Marvel vs. Capcom three on the PS Vita store for like years. Oh uh, yeah, that's because uh, Capcom lost the rights. Yeah, so it was it was really weird because I remember I had it and my PS Vita died in an MRI. Long story. And I went back to go download it again with Persona Four Golden, and it was gone. And I was like, okay. And now I think if you like go to GameStop, they want an exorbitant amount of money for the PS Vita copy. Yeah, it it it's because it's completely out of print, and I I don't even like. I know you can still get Actually, it, but it's really hard. I, I know they re-released it. Let me let me take a look real quick. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom PS Vita. It wasn't just the Vita; it was all versions. It was taken off of everything for I, yeah, it's two or three seventy years. bucks for a, for a mediocre PS Vita port, and that's without the DLC too. I think. Yeah, that's just the stock game. So you don't get no Ghost Rider or none of the so, others. So you know, if uh, if you guys didn't know, I already hate uh, I already hate Disney, and now I hate them even more. Uh, I did post in the chat. Uh, Frog went ahead and posted May's original character or her new character design versus her old character design. Yeah. 
the big thing I want to focus I on guess. is how much like older she looks now. Like this, the game apparently takes place like after the Rev story, so this is like the characters have aged up a little bit, which is cool. Oh, she's uh, so apparently cute. it's not very far, so it's not probably less far. than three years. But still, like you can tell she's aged, and that's cool. Uh, it's neat. Yeah, and it's you know, uh, I do feel like she has lost a little bit of her pirate aesthetic. Like I'm sorry, putting a skull and crossbone on top of a beanie does not make <laughs> up a pirate hat. Um, but I feel like this is a very appealing character design change that doesn't sacrifice any of her character while making her new for the game. Oh, yeah, this she's is still cute su- and frumpy as heck, and she just likes uh, she just has a little beanier and poofier yeah. design aesthetic now. You know, and, and, and it was really funny is before I started working out as hard as I do now, um, I did not get the appeal of wearing frumpy clothes. But if somebody else like constantly changes clothes to do like different workouts, it's and, so like, nice. Home, take a nap. It's just nice to have frumpy clothes. You throw on the frumpy clothes, you'd be frumpy, you'd be done. You come back and you sleep like it's great. Mm-hmm. So uh, her frumpy aesthetic looks great. I like it. I think May is a really good new character design. Uh, and Soul Bad Guy hasn't lost anything. Uh, Kai still looks stupid as hell. <laughs> Kai looks so cool. What are you talking about? I'm 100% surprised that Soul Bad Guy doesn't have another sword in, uh, to put a sword into again. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of angry. Uh, didn't his belt buckle used to say something really, really offensive and now it no longer does? I don't know. I I, I remember Soul's belt buckle used to say something like absolutely horrible. I feel like- I only got into Blaze Blue, sorry not Blaze Blue, uh, Guilty Gear like really recently because, uh, I never played the game, but I've been watching Rev 2 a lot. Just because I- Yeah. Uh, because that game is gorgeous. said free. That's not, that's not bad at all. No, but I always implied like- that grabbing his dick was free from it or something. <laughs> I think it just means freedom, but... No, I'm pretty sure it means, like, you can grow up my dick and I'm okay with it. Uh, considering if that case. if he takes off his headband, he turns into an interdimensional monster, it, it might be a little bit more about freedom. Oh, it's freeing his dick! Like, his dick is the interdimensional monster all the time. It's true. It's true. Maybe that's why uh, the Christian boy keeps killing him. Yeah, the Christian boy's like, soul, don't do it. And he's like, I just want to be left alone, please. <laughs> I just want to fight oh. that guy, that man. So yeah, we uh, we're excited for Guilty Gear. I think actually, uh, I haven't dedicated myself to actually being good at a fighting game since the Dragon Ball Z one. Uh, uh, oh yeah, DB Fighters. Yeah, DB Fighters was good. Uh, but I think I'm gonna sit down and get into Guilty Gear. And I really I'm gonna try hope it, yeah. they bring. I really hope they bring Bridget back. Hey, buying oh, on yeah. PS4 or a uh, PC or uh, uh, dude on PC. Like okay. I don't even use my PS4. That's, I'm just wondering because uh, a lot of people play PS4, but I'm getting PC. I know. Uh, dude, a couple I got of our my Blast are. Blue fight stick still for PC. Like I'm going all out. Oh yeah, yeah. do you have Central Fiction? Uh, what? Do you have Blaze Blue Central Fiction? I have that game. I've been trying I, to get I, into no, it. No, I just have a Blast Blue fight stick oh. because the Xbox ones were PC compatible. Gotcha. If I if I oh. ever get money and can update my thing where it functions like a normal computer, I, I'll be right there with y'all. Yeah. You know, uh, my, my, uh, the one fight stick I really want, and this is getting like really nerdy now, like we're, we're reaching next levels, is I really want the ones where it has a WASD button instead of a fight stick. Yeah, the mix box. I saw this. Yeah, the mix boxes. Like, I really want a mix box. Yeah. But those are like 300 bucks. Yeah, they're really expensive for... fight sticks nowadays, especially those weird custom ones. Um, yeah. The thing is, I actually, the way I play my, my fighting games, I've talked about this before, I, I have a really weird setup where I don't like a D pad or a stick for it. I like WASD, but I don't like keys for the text. I like my face buttons. So Yeah, so it's, yeah. I have, uh, I hold my controller in one hand with my, my right hand, and I used WASD with my left, and that's how I play fighting games. And Some people will criticize me 
very much for this, but it works. It just it really works for me. Way better than anything else. I've tried doing pad. I've tried doing stick, and then Waz just clicked for me instantly. I never had a problem with buttons though. The buttons always work really well. I'm just imagining so you playing with like the fucking uh, the the Xbox 360 keyboard controller. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's well, it's a. Uh, I, I don't think I'll be able to enter any tournaments anytime soon, but that's the way. I No, am. but uh, yeah. So uh, the cheapest mix box you can buy, buy just so you know, like if you're curious, it starts at two hundred and fifty. Yeah, bucks. exactly. They're they're not they're not cheap, and even then, it's actually not what I want either because I don't like having to click the buttons like on the surface. I'd rather have them with my thumb. So yeah, well, and I guess the universal edition to get it to work with your PC is three hundred and fifty bucks. Weird. Yeah, uh, fighting games a uh, racket. No, it it yeah. So let's see here. It I mean, will work for only if you want PC very games. specific implements. You can play with a pad. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, at the end of the day, like I think the only time I've ever seen pros use a controller was either Super Smash Brothers or Mortal Kombat Ten. Uh, you're not looking at enough uh, fighting game tournaments. There's lots yeah. of people playing controller yeah, now. Con- pads pretty really? popular these days. A lot of fighting games that are popular these days are four-button fighters, and they're really easy to play on pad. It's mostly the six-button fighters that you need a stick for. Even then, you don't yeah, need it. People, I've seen the Street well, Fighter Five players. They use play triggers on, uh... then at that point, like. Oh well, yeah, of, of course. Time. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not that six-button fighters aren't playable. It's just that there's, it's easier to press a button. Yeah, than it is course, a push trigger. But yeah, no, I see a lot of people even in like Street Fighter games with like a six-button fighter or like Skull Rolls tournaments play with like pad. It's just like preference mostly. Yes, there are things advantages and disadvantages of both things, but. Nowadays, just because I guess people just kind of don't have as many access, as much access to sticks anymore, or they're just not willing to pay for it. A lot of people play pad, and I've seen a lot of really, really good players on pad. Okay, yeah, so uh, I think it's I understand like that. There's like there was a sort of like elitism to sticks that I've seen a lot of people have, but for the most part, I've st- I feel like it's unfounded. It's not necessary. Yeah. Although I for sure like I think if you're doing like uh, grapplers, you're probably gonna want a stick because doing 360s on a keyboard is a pain in the ass. Yeah, but uh, it's not the worst. And grapplers actually, are the best. Characters. I think that I have more control on WASD than I do under any other. I agree. Yeah, uh, I can't said, control my hand on a keyboard to try and play with keyboard buttons. It's it it don't work right. Well, I mean, and then you play uh, pad, and then you know what? You could be happy with your pad, but when I played pad, my thumb got really sore. So, all right, um, that, that's fair. So we we are excited for Guilty Gear, if you guys can't tell, and I'm just. I'm excited for it because I've always appreciated the metal soundtracks. Oh. Yeah, I like Doom. <gasps> Doom's coming out in November, guys. That's crazy. It's only a month out. <laughs> God, Weirdly enough, start I talking like about Wolfenstein... any soundtrack with metal in it, and suddenly Doom comes out of Frog's lips. Weirdly enough, I feel like Wolfenstein killed my desire to play Doom because Wolfenstein has been so bad. I, yeah, the new Wolfenstein looks like ass, but it's not the same. And, they, and you know, they've already no, shown off like... gameplay of this game, and they didn't show anything off until it came out for Wolfenstein. The new no, Wolfenstein what, was made by the people that made Dishonored. It wasn't even made by the people who were making, like... Oh, it wasn't made by Id? Yeah, no. But even it's still, like, the second Wolfenstein was almost boring to me. Like, I actually remember playing it, and halfway through, I had no desire to keep playing. And I was like, the story is way more interesting than Wolfenstein 1. I just don't enjoy this for whatever reason. And I, as bad as it is, Wolfenstein has killed my desire to play Doom, because I'm like... Eh, nah, just... it's, you shouldn't compare those two directly. Well, no, they're, I enjoyed the first Doom, but, like, very are the Doom games. reboots. They're similar, uh, but they're also very different at the same time. Now, now Frog, they're I'm going to set you free real quick. teams entirely, so. I, I am going to set you free real quick, Frog. Um, set me you're free. Dead. You, you wanted to talk about Blasphemous, knowing full well that Mike and I have not touched it. Oh, you haven't touched it? I thought you... No. Didn't, you with your messages, I thought you implied that you did. 
Well, I know what it is. I've I've seen gameplay of it. I just I have not picked up Blasphemous because I got uh, I just picked up Damon X Machina. Right, I'm debating yeah. getting the Sunken City on Switch. I'm debating Gears of War Five. I'm I, I'm getting Castle Crashers to play with my little brother. Like <laughs> I, I mean, I got a lot of stuff that's gonna suck money out of me, and Blasphemous just ain't at the top of the list. Right. Yeah. I have no money. Uh, Blasphemous, very new game, came out. Uh, I want to say like less than a week ago. Uh, a couple days ago at least. So. Actually, by the time this comes out, it'll be at least a week and probably two weeks. How Dark so, Souls is this game? Not very. People, it just because just it's dark and, I mean, I, I'll, listen, I'll get into it. So, it's a Metroidvania game by, I don't remember who made this game, but it's a, I think it might be their first game as a company. Either way, it's, yeah, a, no, it's I, an I indie. I think it is their first game. It might be, yeah. yeah. It's an indie Metroidvania game uh, with very intense religious themes. Nice. You can't tell from the trailer. Uh, but I, you gotta, you gotta clarify here, uh. Intense religious themes. It's not like it's focusing on Catholicism. It's it's doing what the Japanese do, where they steal religious aesthetic. I mean, it then, seems pretty blatantly Christian. It, it, sure, it's pretty blatantly Christian, but at the same time, that's like uh, when Helsing and whatnot are like, oh boy, we got we got Christian aesthetic, when really it's just like... Moff, you're the type of person that's, that would say that the church in Berserk isn't the Catholic Church, <laughs> even though it blatantly is the Catholic Church. Yeah, and and I would actually stand by that one. I hate you. Um, no, it's it's uh, I, I mean, it's just it's sure it, you'll draw the correlation if you're going to compare it to any real world religion. It's Catholic, but it's still not Catholic. Maybe not literally. But, uh, in yeah. in Berserk, it literally is. It, it takes place in Midland, and that was an act. Like it, it all takes place in our world. Like it actually is the Catholic Church. Oh, I don't know about yeah. Blasphemous. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't beaten it yet. So, so full disclosure. This is like. Uh, this is uh, based off the first like three or four hours of the game. But um, how blasphemous is it? It's very blasphemous. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I got a feeling that it would offend a lot of Christians. It mate. It mate. It mate. Uh, it's possible for sure. I mean. There's a, I mean, I think if you're really uptight about it, sure. But if you're just like, if you can acknowledge fiction in reality, I think you'll be fine. Um, yeah, and I, I, I don't feel like at any point from what I've seen, it like sits there and goes, Catholic Church bad because babies no, kill no, people. No. It's, just like, it's just like, I feel like it's a very, very dark interpretation of like Catholic stories and concepts is all. Um, that's, that's that kind of thing. Uh, you mentioned yeah. Dark Souls because I feel like a lot of people just look at this for a couple seconds. And they think do that Dark false Souls. equivalency where they say, "Oh, Dark Souls Metroidvania." Yeah, no, it's not, it's like in terms of gameplay, nothing like it at all. No, it's like it's very Metroidvania like traditional. Like you get like different tools in different areas to be able to access different other areas that you couldn't before. Basic concepts, basic format for all that stuff. It's good though; it does it well. I wouldn't say it's on the level of Hollow Knight or even close, but it's uh, very very good. The graphics. Very nice pixel stuff. Uh, the soundtrack actually is surprisingly really good uh, okay. in terms of not just that, but also sound design. Like uh, the clanging of swords and shields against each other sounds really satisfying. Um, uh, so, okay. As for the Dark Souls thing, I just want to clarify this. It does feel soulsy in the sense of the way it tells its story, just because everything is super hyper vague and not explained to you at all, and every character speaks in weird like tongues or just they're just like. Oh, thank yeah, you. We'll report you to the Lord of, of uh, yeah, what? No, no, no. Yeah, it's, what do you mean by that? The... No, no, no. They have, there's actual voice acting. No, no, no. Like, okay, okay. There's there's voice acting. Yeah, there's actual voice acting, and they, there's they're not just like blubbering nothing or just subtitles. There's subtitles and voice acting. Um, but no, everyone just talks in like Dark Souls speak, where it's just like, 
Oh, thank the Lord. We, we will be atoned for your sins at the capital of uh, Dramora. And it's all just like, I have no idea what's going on. And I'll probably need like a Vati Vidya series to tell me out here. But it's oh, intriguing. I can't wait to not watch that. And I, Seize you know, like, the Scaleless of... is Forgotten Child. It doesn't actually reference Seize the Scaleless. It's talking about the queen in the painting. <laughs> oh, I hate those. I, I used to love those Dark Souls lore videos, and I've great. come to despise them. Why? Well, so can't... then, uh, Frog, I guess the big question is, uh, would you recommend this to a Metroidvania fan? Oh, absolutely. I think if you like... It's, the Razor, it reminds me a lot of Symphony of the Night. I played that game not too long ago because uh, everyone told me it's great, so I want to see what the whole fuss was. And uh, yeah, it is great. And it reminds me a lot no, of I'm that. Get... Uh, sorry? Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to get crucified if I ever tell anybody like what my favorite Castlevania is. Uh, What's that? Portrait of Ruin. I heard that I one was good. Yeah, I don't think you'll get crucified. Well, I heard it's good, but like nobody will ever put it at the top of their list. And it, like I'm sitting here like a dumbass, like, oh yeah, Portrait of Ruin's my favorite. I mean, hey man, my favorite Zelda is Spirit Tracks, so you're go- you're okay, man. What the my fuck? My favorite Zelda is Four Swords Adventure. Hey, see? We both got weird ones. Fuck. I mean, I'm Wind Waker, I hate Zelda so, like, so I'm, much that Four Swords Adventure too. is my favorite. Yeah, I, I, I like would Four probably Swords really love Four Swords Adventure because it's a link. It, it's it's my favorite Zelda. It's one of my favorite Zelda games, but multiplayer. Except I had no it's friends. It's just the worst Crystal Chronicles. I mean, that's implying Crystal Chronicles is bad, and I'm not going to have that. Crystal kind Chronicles of... is great. I'm excited for the January release. Hell yeah, dude. Okay, what are you getting on Switch? Well, there's no other way to get it. It's coming to PS4, I believe. That's retarded. If it comes out on PC, I would get it over the Switch, but that's a Switch game. Fuck you. When it comes out, we're playing together. Sure, sounds good to me. Uh, I'll pretend I have friends. Frog, we're gonna get <laughs> uh, you. We're gonna get you a Switch with with no with the with the with the podcast money that we don't. I'm make. good. I'm good, dude. Speaking of which, uh, this is sponsored by Honey. <laughs> no, uh, we're not sponsored by Honey. <laughs> we uh, we did this joke so already supports... with the other thing. <laughs> the joke. Honey supports uh, all sorts of content creators, such as white supremacists. <laughs> Oh, I Lord. can't say that. Oh, Lord. Moth, let's not make this political man. <laughs> no, I was just, I was making fun of, like, the drama between PewDiePie this week where everybody was screaming oh, that, like, God. Honey was trying to fix his relationship. Let's with not even talk about that. People are going to get mad no matter what we say. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, uh, I think, I think we just hit the joke well enough that we can move on now and we won't get murdered. <laughs> By the way, uh, despite what Mike was saying, it was his idea to bring up PewDiePie this episode. <laughs> Uh, now, moving on, Damon X Machina. Oh, fuck uh, me. Uh, so, this is interesting, and I'm going to take a moment to actually be a game journalist again, even though it's been, like, well over five years. Uh, probably less than that, like four years. Uh, Damon X Machina, for those of you who don't know, it's a mecha game, and a lot of people that I know in my inner circles have been calling it a Armored Core 4 Light. And I don't know if you guys ever played the Armored Core series. Uh, I know it. of it because FromSoft made that, and I like that yeah. company very much. Uh, a lot of Mecha fans feel like that the last great Mecha game was Armored Core 4 Answer. And there's there's always been this weird stigma with Mecha games that a lot of people, a lot of reviewers don't get them. Uh, a lot of reviewers don't know how to handle a Mecha game because there's, there's a couple of criteria that make a Mecha game good. Uh, what was that one four kids anime where they had the battle robots and the like the uh, main robot had uh, four kids uh, battle robot? Are anime. you talking about? Uh, 
almost said Beetleborgs. <laughs> no, it's it's not Beetleborgs. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I um, think like four Metabots. Kids. Metabots. Let me let me make sure that's correct. Here's the thing. Metabots has one of the best like mecha video games that I have ever seen. Like the Metabots Game Boy Advance games are absolutely amazing, and I don't care what anybody says. I never even heard of them before to be honest i know about metabots no but there's there's a couple of criteria that make a mecha game good and the the biggest one is customization of your robot to fit your play style uh-huh uh that's that's the number one for a mecha game to be good you have to customize your robot to meet your play style i don't agree i i'm a mecha boy i think the number one thing is how like the movement system which that's uh, my number one. Yes, but the but the movement system is very uh, the movement system is very subjective because you have ways of doing it like the way that Armored Core did it, where Armored Core just very fast, nothing was realistic. You were dashing around in twenty eight tons of pure death. Like that's you had yeah, that's very fucking quick... fun. Yeah, yeah, but there's Armored Core. A lot of people will debate that's the best way to do it. Uh, a lot of people will debate the Mech Warrior or the Steel Battalion method, where you are a walking tank. And those uh, people house. don't like having fun. Well, no, no, but that's that's another one. Like I would, I would argue that Mech Warrior Two is probably the best Mecha game ever, and the damn thing came out in like '96. Y'all didn't play Hawken though. I did play Hawken. Hawken's Hawken? pretty how do, how mediocre. Do you spell Hawken? Hawken? Okay, listen, no, you didn't play Hawken enough. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, what's Hawken? Hawken like, was how do you spell a, it? Uh, a oh Hawken. Yeah. Hawken was a 2013 mobility mech shooter. Uh, it's older than 2013. First person. No, 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 I think yeah. it was 2013. No, no, Hawken The official was release was 2013, 2012. but it was, it's older than that. Let me check. Hawken... Uh, I th- if I recall, my issue with Hawken is it felt a lot like... Uh, 2012. That was not off. Not, not it felt much. a lot like Titanfall with less customization somehow. It, Titanfall is very different. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, it involves most, mostly out of mech. This game is yeah, all I, mech. The problem with right, Hawken... Right, but I felt like the customization was very limited. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's less about customization and more just about, uh, you know, spending real money to win. Mm, what? No, Hawken wasn't very play to pay. No, no, I had nothing like that. The only thing that you could pay money for was to get extra mechs. I mean, in the beginning, you could uh, earn everything. Earn everything, yeah. And, and Except like, all the way to the like, end. yes, you pay money to get extra mechs, but all of the mechs have like different amounts of health and shit. Like in their yeah, different like classes, classes would do. Yeah, but he's got. A, I would give Hawken credit. I would. I would say Hawken's good. Are you saying they're unbalanced for having different classes? That's not how that works. No, I'm saying it's unbalanced for having to pay for different classes. You, you can. You earn them though. You can earn them, and I did earn them. Uh, I I would say Hawken wasn't great because there wasn't a lot of customization. I mean that's um, fair, but I think as a shooter, it was actually fantastic. As a shooter, sure, but there was no customization. That's what I want from a mecha game. That's fair. I understand that. So so back to Damon X Machina. Uh, Damon X Machina takes the customization so far that you're not just customizing your mech. You are physically butchering your body to be a better <laughs> pilot. I'm, no, I'm not exaggerating. Like, it's I don't true. have legs anymore. I have robo-jumpy legs. My right arm is a laser sword. My eyes have been replaced. My nerve endings have been replaced. I am not even human anymore. Is that he a theme is in the game? Trans- is this Cyberpunk 2077 no, again? No, it's a, it's a theme because uh, what you do is you can make your mech better, but then you can edit your body to to do things that your mech can't do. So, like, if you replace your legs, you have 10% boosted movement speed. 
Yeah, in like, so you... in uh, from the demo I played, it actually it's kind of like a a reverse of Titanfall, not like in gameplay, but just in concept. Where in Damon you start out in your mech and you can get out and actually fight. Uh, it's uh, not as good. I, you can, it's, but you can. Uh, I have not gotten out of my mech at any point yet, and I'm like at the end of D rank missions, so I, I don't know. Yeah, they may have taken the feature out because it was the first demo and that was the feedback demo. Um, but you, you could back then, like you could get out, and there were some situations where getting out of your mech would allow you to, I don't even remember. Like, I didn't even learn about it until the last mission of the first demo because it wasn't part of the game's like actual uh um uh, the demos like well you you can get out of your mech tutorial. but it's just the hub no this was um, this was in the game i remember it but I, I i would say uh the biggest the biggest downfall of the damon x machina and they actually tried to fix this funny enough uh so the demos are hot garbage don't use them as a reference because the game is much better than the demos i would say the controls hurt my hands and they actually tried to fix that before the game launched by releasing $50 controllers <laughs> for the game. <laughs> Wait, really? Uh, I would say, yeah, I would say the combat's really good. I would say the gameplay's really good. The customization isn't quite as good as Armored Core, but it's, it's, it stands up well enough in its own. I would say Damon X Machina is the mecha game everyone has been waiting for since 4 Answer. Uh, I would give I'm it a, still waiting for... Uh, are you about to f- give it a fucking number? You fucking... I'm going to give it a number. I was a game reviewer. I've earned this right. I can go back <laughs> and call in my game reviewer right anytime I want. Uh, I would say it is far from perfect. It it definitely wasn't one of Nintendo's A-list titles, but I would give it an 8 out of 10. I I think that I, I really just want another... Uh, uh, super robot game like like the kojima one that i forgot the name of right now metal gear solid no he made another he made another game oh series. zone of enders yes i want another uh, zone of enders so bad see i never played zone of enders but a lot of people are drawing parallels between zone of enders and damon x machina you should play zone of the enders too well number one doesn't matter no. like I, I played both I, of them no. number one is it's it's like a two-hour experience it's bad no no that's no, not, not happening it's so it's so fun to pick up an enemy and throw it at people and shoot out yeah, your you phones. can do that in Damon X Machina. Oh man, that I need to get Damon X Machina because it sounds like it has a lot of zone re- uh, stuff in so, it. So once again, I'm going to say this: uh, current reviewers are absolutely retarded. The people they put on Damon X Machina, I'm pretty sure, have never played a mecha game in their life. Uh, it's it's just it's bad. Like, it just reading the reviews, I feel like a lot of people are looking for something that isn't in Damon X Machina. Damon X Machina is everything fans want. It's a game where you pilot robots and blow stuff up. It lacks a strong enemy variety. Uh, the, the biggest enemy variety you get is bosses and occasionally other pilots. But overall, you're just shooting down drones. Uh, it lacks a strong enemy variety, and it takes a while before you're getting weapons. But it's a good game. It doesn't lack faults. It has plenty of faults. But I feel like there was love and soul put into it, and it's it's people who've been waiting for a sequel to Four Answer have a new game to play. Actually, like when it comes to the reviewer thing you said, you're very much right. Like uh, Astral Chain is another great example of that because the Astral Tr- oh Chain gosh. reviews have been like not great, but that game is prob. I would say it's the second best platinum game. 
easily. It's, what ass chain? It, yeah, it's amazing. Like that game is is so fuck. It's it's, mwah. and it, it has it has the most content of any game. Atlas has or not Atlas, but uh, Platinum has ever made. There is too much. There's too much content. I've taken a break from playing that game because I've put thirty hours into it and I haven't beat it yet. Yeah, so I, I just I really need to go over uh, the fact like I gotta I just went on Metacritic to take a look at the Astral Chain review or the the Damon X Machina reviews. Uh, XGN, it's fitting that they released this review on September 11th because this review just bombs in my opinion because oh. it, it just tells me how bad the author like didn't understand what he was talking about. Uh, Damon X Machina has its ups and downs, with some amazing action and an impressive amount of weapons. Unfortunately, the worlds are completely empty, and it is not strong in the graphical department. Saying a Nintendo game is not strong yeah. in the graphical department is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, I'm not giving Nintendo their good boy points here. I am actually saying, like, Damon X Machina said, we cannot have these massive mecha battles at a steady 30 frame per second rate if we don't have an art style that takes style over substance. It is not going to be as aesthetically pleasing as the next Hideo Kojima game. You can't do that on the Switch. Yeah. They chose what they could do with their art style, and because of it, the game never slows down. Does it look beautiful? Yes. Does it look graphically advanced? No, but the graphics aren't going to age super bad. It holds up on its wealth. The world being completely empty is entirely subjective. Like, yeah, the hub world doesn't have anything in it. But I never felt like at any point during a mission that I was like, oh, I'm just flying around. Like, you're playing a mecha game. You're not looking to see what the grass textures look like. Those are probably the same people that say, like, pixel art is bad graphics. No, actually, they are they got their heads so far up their asses now that pixel art always gets a free pass from them. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're taking an artistic approach by the way fez 2 is canceled like fuck off sorry i i, I try not to curse but game review other game reviewers make me so mad he just channeled like, the, his, all his hate for phil fish for like one second <laughs> <laughs> let me um, your energy speaking speaking of video games making me mad uh the last topic we wanted to cover on today and this is our biggest this this is supposed to be our biggest topic but we might fizzle out on it because i've just been so pissed now uh borderlands 3 so i i'm gonna take the helm on this one and then i've I've asked frog to do a little bit of research here uh borderlands 3 pulled some of the shadiest things i have ever seen and this once again coming from my experience doing game reviews the biggest issue is borderlands 3 nitpicked reviewers so they went ahead and they did two things uh two things that really triggered me like in a in a like a this is sketchy sort of way uh the number one thing they did is they picked reviewers. They said, this guy gets the game two weeks early. This guy gets the game two weeks early. This guy gets the game two weeks early. Oh, this guy didn't like the pre-sequel. Okay, you get the game a week early. Yeah. Uh, or not a week early, a day early. And any good reviewer, like the fastest I've been able to pump out a review and still feel like I did a very good and acceptable review uh was Binding of Isaac. And I got the game two days before the release and I played the crap out of it for 24 hours and then wrote my review. Like, a game like Borderlands 3, you can't do that. It is not near... It yeah, is, no, it is way big. deeper. So, all the... So, the game has an 85 on Metacritic, which for a third game in a series, 85 is very good. Most gamers will buy an 85 game if they liked previous games in the series. 
However, all these reviews, like, I don't think there's been a single review that came out from the guys who got the game a day in advance yet. Uh, additionally, the other thing they did that was really sketchy is reviewers got a separate copy of the game. Huh. Now, I have in the past, uh, who, who are the guys who did uh, the Saints Row series, Deep Silver? I think so. Volition. Uh, Deep Silver. Uh, no, but Deep Silver published it. Uh, Volition developed it. Deep Silver published okay, it. Okay, but I didn't know that's what you meant. Yeah, uh, well, Deep Silver, I don't know why, but they never really liked game reviewers. And so whenever I got a game from Deep Silver, I had a tag at the end of it. It would be like, Saints Row 3, press copy. You would get a dash that would say, like, press copy in your Steam library. And what that meant is you could play the game for six months. And then the wow, game really? got, your, your your key got disabled. Okay. I get it. Now compare that to literally anybody else. Like when I got Diablo three Reapers of Souls, they just gave me the key. Like, um, they they did all this stuff. Volition would do this thing where they'd be like, "Okay, you have the game for six months. It's kind of shady, but you know, it's it's not like they did anything bad. Like, you know, hey, you're reviewing this game. You're not really getting this game for free. If you want it later, buy it." These guys actually gave the press different copies of the game. Apparently, the game uh, runs better on press copies and they can stream it better because there's less DRM choking them in the back end. Um, I think the game is actually optimized differently. Like, it, it's their version of the game is designed that when they're doing video recording and when they're doing all these other things, the game looks fluid. But then a lot of gamers have been getting on on the PC, especially, and they've been like, this game chugs, mm -hmm. my graphic drivers can't handle it. Why would they uh, release a version that they know is inferior? Because What's of DRM. Point? Oh. Because of DRM. Because they're worried that because they made a bad decision to put the game on Epic Store exclusively, and I don't even hate Epic Store like everybody else does. I just, you know, because they did this whole exclusivity deal, they put a bunch of DRM management on it, and it's really killing Borderlands 3. So, did another thing with their nitpicking review sites... The thing they're supposed to do, which I always did, is we would have to submit like to a company if we didn't have good press relations with them. Hey, our website gets 50,000 unique views a year or a month. Can we get a copy of your game? And a lot of people set standards. Like if it's a AAA title, you have to have at least 35,000 unique clicks, uh, blah, 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 blah. If it's a video game console, I think you had to have like 250,000 unique click a month mm -hmm. to get the console. Like... So it's it's just they did a lot of shoddy things from a developer and they definitely controlled the reviews. And if you go on uh, Metacritic right now, it has an 85 on Metacritic, but the user score is 5.2. And if you look like everybody's like, yeah, this game doesn't run at all on my computer. My NVIDIA graphics card is dying. Like, man, and it's it's <laughs> it's even wilder, dude. Have you guys, like, did you guys see the stuff about how people who bought Borderlands 3 on EGS uh, are now using the Borderlands 2 forums on Steam to try and, like, <laughs> find fixes for the problems they're having because oh, EGS no. doesn't have a forum system? Oh, yeah. That's wild. <laughs> it's so fucking weird, dude! <laughs> and uh, then there's, yeah, like... Yeah, what is that? Like, that's not even, like, the the ending to, like, all the weird shit. Because not only, like like Moth said, not only is it oddly functioning, uh, poorly functioning on PC, it's also terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
and th- this is this is something um believe it or not i'm actually a fan of the borderlands series uh borderlands one is really good i think borderlands two is the perfect uh it is the perfect sequel it is a perfect co-op shooter and i think it'll stay the best borderlands title for all time it has a great selection of characters um I don't even want to talk about the social justice stuff because that's a hot topic issue that will get people burned to the ground if they talk one way or another about it. What I would really like to talk to about is how downhill the writing has gotten. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. All I saw was a trailer for um, this game. Borderlands 2, there were a couple of, like, small pop culture references. Like, I feel like if a game makes reference to Dune or it makes reference to Star Wars... Or it makes reference to something that has been around for years and decades. If it's not yeah, like a if, big center thing. If you're going to make references, like, make them timeless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, make them timeless references. Uh, you can go back and like, and Borderlands 2 had unique writing. Like the entire time with, uh, they're talking about the fart pony. The pony made entirely of diamonds. Yeah. That's funny. The quest where Hammerlock loses his damn mind and just starts naming bully mongs boner farts. <laughs> I laughed for 10 straight minutes at that. Uh, yeah, because it's just a dumb joke. It has no time associated with it. Yeah, but then Borderlands Three. By the time the game had come out, half the references were already dated, and by the time it comes out on Steam and most people will play it, the references will be like cringy. Hey yeah, guys, like, do you guys want to wanna, like go visit Big Doc Energy? Because that's my favorite oh, yeah. location in Borderlands Three. All, I mean, I've do seen a lot wanna... of those like weird posts about showing like that kind of shit, but like. I just, do you want to go I, find I kept, the big I, suck? Yeah, I let's, keep let's the ad go for find it. the big suck, guys. <laughs> I keep seeing the ad for it on YouTube, and I I, I watched it a couple times just, just over and over because I can't believe it. Because at the end of the trailer, like, uh, the end of the trailer, the main villain, like, goes, like, they're supposed to be, like, streamers or something. They're, like, vloggers. <sighs> is, there, is there shtick? And the girl says, remember to like, comment, and obey. And then the dude next to her... Dabs. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> which is funny because I actually like the male character's design for the villains. I like yeah, their he's cool looking. Their designs are yeah, like their designs are cool. But oh my god, the but is the writing is, so is like bad. It's I don't like the word cringe in an ironic sense, but it's. Oh I just cringed. <laughs> I had not seen the trailer, and you just described it to me, and I'm yeah. You should watch it. It's was. great in terms of if you, you want to like die a little bit inside. It's is? great. <laughs> You want to know what the best cringe part of Borderlands 3 is? Mm. There's a pickle Rick shotgun. There is a pickle uh, Rick shotgun. Uh, There's a, I keep seeing these posts on Twitter saying, like, find the Rick and Morty shotgun in Borderlands 3. And everyone's like, is this is this real? Is this like... Uh. The worst thing about that is that Borderlands 3 is the exact game I'd expect there to be a fucking... Pickle Rick shotgun. I don't know Pickle Rick, but fuck. Ah, it's, well, it's... it's so fun. I want to just crush my head so I don't have to think about it anymore. It's, yeah, it's... It's very silly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I'm okay with Mimi, like, Borderlands 2 mentioned Double Rainbow, it mentioned the Hide Your Kids, Hide Your Wife, but Borderlands had enough unique writing and enough things that i felt like it was fine like i borderlands 2 is timeless and it will stay timeless but like i i don't know i'll pick up borderlands 3 when i can get the super mega special edition for what 12 bucks 20 bucks when it goes on the steam sale in two years yeah when it when it's once it hits steam and it's it's like uh 50 off i'll look at it 
I wouldn't even I don't buy know, it. I didn't look at it. I didn't even like Borderlands 2 that much. I know you like it a lot, but I'm not a even fan of one shooters. of our friends that loves loves the writing. Of, I don't like the writing of Borderlands 2. I think it's uh, I think it's too cartoonish. I prefer like the dry humor of the first one. Even a friend of ours that likes Borderlands 2 and was kind of defending 3 before it actually came out was like, yeah, the opening's not great. Like, even he, even he, a stan amongst stans, is like, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. Borderlands so 3, I can't speak for the gameplay. Apparently it's pretty good as far as that goes, but man, oh, yeah. I, I don't want to play it just because like, yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I I I want to believe them, but at the same time, Borderlands 2's gameplay is so like mediocre that I don't really like. It just them. and well, it becomes ability spamming because the game the gunplay is not great. The gunplay is well, really no. Subpar, in, right? in Borderlands One, your guns are your bread and butter. Like, sure, Brick could like maul things over, and the siren was pretty good. But by the end of Borderlands One, like your guns are the only thing keeping mm-hmm. you alive. That's not how in it Borderlands is in 2. 2, by the time I'm level 30 with the Psycho, like, n- I'm never using my guns. I'm probably oh, yeah. pissed off Dude, with the Psycho. The psych- I mean, I lo- Borderlands 2, I really love the characters and playing as them. The Psycho is so freaking fun. Oh my god. Yeah. But, like, you're you're using the abilities. And the only time you ever shoot with him is whenever you're dying and you want to get resurrected and drop a grenade and shit. <sighs> yeah, so it's, um... Borderlands 3 yeah. is not for me, dab. Yeah, me yep. neither. And uh, if, if uh, just the game being bad isn't enough to hinder you away, uh, let's remember Randy Pitchford makes money every time you buy a Randy copy. Bitchford <laughs> makes a dollar whenever you click Randy on his face. Randy Magic Man USB <laughs> filled with barely legal magic. Pitchford. I don't want to like go too far on, on Mr. Randy because like, sh- everyone in the freaking known universe has like, talked all about Randy. He'll ages. find I, this I podcast and then he will like contact me on Twitter and be like, "He fucking tuck shit." <laughs> well, I I legitimately think uh, Randy Pitchford is the only CEO worse than the guy doing uh, what's what's that space game that's been flying around since the dawn of time? Uh, no, it's Sky. Are, no, it's it's the one. Oh, um, um uh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Um. Yeah, you're dropping it now too. Oh right? like, wait, I'm dropping oh it. You're dropping God, it. I, I could I gotta told you like if you didn't tell me to think FTL? of it. FTL? Oh, no, 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 no. That's that game's good. E. Early access forever. It's it's that Star Citizen. Star Citizen. Star Citizen. Yeah. Yeah. Star <laughs> I don't even Citizen. think Star Citizen is a real game because anytime I ever hear <laughs> anyone talk about it, it's just like, yeah, he he released another pre-order bonus for like a ten thousand dollar spaceship in the game. Yeah, I think uh, the only the only CEO worse than Chris Roberts is Randy Pitchford. That's wild, uh, video man. game wise, we, <laughs> yeah. let's not start yeah. talking about the Bezos. So, I mean, if if we want to like, oh man, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about the, the, the Amazon thing Bezos. again with the, the Twitter bots. <laughs> I haven't seen anything about it since, but oh my god, that was funny. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh. I, I, I believe, because I played Star Citizen back in 2011 when it was a glorified like tech demo. Yeah. Uh, and I'm at the point, I guess you can actually get out of your spaceship now. Uh, yeah, you could I, I guess it's, I guess it's going somewhere. Um, I might give it a shot again just to see if it actually has gone somewhere. I don't understand. Have, the... have you used that website before? It's a confusing mess. It, it looks like oh, the game no, costs it's, thousands it's... of dollars to buy because you spent, I'm so confused. Oh, well, I don't it's, get it. Let's see here. Uh, Star Citizen. Uh, I think right now I still have the $35 plane that you had to buy to like play the game. 
I don't know, man. Is Star Citizen uh, just Eve Online for like? Yeah, here no, here I think Star Citizen is a money laundering scheme. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's Eve Online for brainlets. <laughs> yeah, I have the. Uh, I think I still have like the Mustang Alpha Pack from back in the day. Like you had to pay thirty five dollars to even play the game, and they gave you the shittiest like jet you could imagine. So, uh, yeah, garbage. Um, anyway, guys, I suppose that's going to be We got it. the question to answer. Oh, yeah, we do. So we have a really important question. We're going on to questions. We only got the one. And I just I want to ask. So Coworker, he sent us an email. And uh, he asked us what our top three video game characters are that we'd want to hook up with. Uh, he told us that he would hook up with Ada Wong from RE. Good choice. Lulu from FF10, uh, good choice. And Melina from FK uh, MK, questionable choice, but I'll allow good it. Choice. Wait, which one's Melina? Is it the forearm girl? Melina's the one with the teeth. They, you could have picked the, the bug girl. She's way cooler. Yeah, Ew, what? Melina's uh, a fine choice. Okay. M- the bug girl's like a hive mind. I, I can't do it. Like, that's technically like a quadrillion sum then. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I'll okay. set a world record, but also I'll be I I I don't I can't do it. Like I just uh anyway. So uh this one was actually difficult for us because I was thinking about it. I haven't had too many video game waifus in my life. Me like, neither, yeah. I had a well like I had a lot of characters I had a crush on growing up. Like, you know, I had a crush on Misty, but saying you like Misty now is like asking to go to prison. <laughs> uh, but uh, let, let's hear it, Frog. Let's hear the three you came up with. Why am I first, dude? I'm, I was saying that I have like no idea. But I came. I I I I, I just in my life, just coincidentally, I've, I've played a lot of video games that either don't have very many characters to speak of, or just aren't focused on that kind of thing at all. So like, I, I played tons of Minecraft and, and, and like, Creeper, Rayman. Luckily, Rayman does have a, a, a good girl. Uh, the newer the new generation games have a girl. Uh, that, that kind of like looks different now. I showed you guys before the podcast started. I think. Uh, what's her name? Boletta or something? I actually forget her name, but she's like the fairy from Rayman. Elf thought. In the new game. Not even an elf. She's a fairy, bro. You get it right. She's just like, for some reason, I have no idea why, but in the new game, they made her incomprehensibly thick for no she good has reason. weird ball boobs. It's just this art style, mostly. Anyway, anyway. that's pretty much... That's, that's, uh, I, well, I thought of two more, and I honestly forget them. I mean, I, uh, I thought of two more, and I actually forget they are now. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, from Unist. If anyone knows, plays uh, Undernight and Birth. Oh, yeah, the cute the, girl yeah, with the about. rain jacket. Hopefully yeah, she's she has, of age. Uh, I think she is. Yeah, no kidding. No, not but, the rain jacket. Wait, wait, no. She has a kimono. It's like she hangs out on her shoulders, and she has a big old katana. It's really long. Oh, yeah, okay. that girl. Right. Yeah. The one with the and the And the third hair. one I thought of was 2B, but I never played that game, so it's kind of cheating. So. Eh, yeah, it's it, you probably just saw the source film. Pretty much, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 2B is great. What about you, Moth? What what are your your three little lovelies? Uh, so you know, it's 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 once again like if you'd ask me my anime waifu list, it it would just be repeated. Um, like I said, I really haven't had too many waifus since I was a kid. So uh, number one on the list is Tron Bon from Mega Man Legends. That's not bad. No, uh, number two is from a lesser known title. It's Marina. She was the main robot in Mischief Makers. She's a pretty hot squid. Yeah. Uh, no she's, she's uh, yes she is she is the hot squid of the squid sisters the yeah octopuses whatever. <laughs> oh, hell yeah God. i'm all uh, about it the, the third one uh the third one shouting out to all the blizzard fans uh isha 
from StarCraft II Heart of the Swarm expansion. Oh, yeah. the That's a good, weird demon bug girl. Wait, do, am I thinking of the right girl? Do you remember who Isha is? No, I'm probably thinking of the wrong girl. You probably are. Uh, it's I-Z-S-H-A if you want to look her up real quick. How do you even pronounce that? Isha. You're wrong. <laughs> I mean, I could go find the audio clip of Kerrigan, like, yelling at her. <laughs> I don't want to believe All you. Right. All right, Mike. You're, you're, you're last up. Okay. So, mine are pretty simple. I had to narrow it down quite a bit because... What the shit? Uh, <laughs> like, Frog and I are over here, like, desperately trying to come up with... Like, <laughs> Clawing at the freaking tunnels, like, please offer us some coochie. <laughs> I had... Okay. My problem is that so many of, like, my quote-unquote waifus are from insanely obscure rpgs that no one has heard of oh i mean like let's talk about grandia then because uh oh, grandia wanna... the first one had a top waifu uh every single grandia has a top waifu we can talk about all well, of grandia them. 2 has the demon uh but i mean think about like grandia 1 man i actually had forgotten all about her holy crap why am i retarded melina from Gra- uh, grandia 2 is pretty great uh yeah, not well, on my list though like really not on your list i kind of want to put it you know what fuck it number one is ferris from final fantasy 5 okay now if you're not familiar with ferris she is a total tomboy when you're introduced to ferris uh she is uh pretending to be a male captain of a pirate ship and uh, yeah you're retarded she looks like trash she's awesome she's great Go fuck yourself. Number two, it'll be Melina. I I, I like her quite a bit from Grandia 2. She's un, insanely hot, and she's she's actually super pure because she's a she's she's supposed to be part of Satan, and then later on she gets uh, separated from Satan and uh, becomes a school teacher in the after credit scene. It's very cute. Wait, wait what is this again? Uh, I believe her name's uh, Melina, isn't it? From Grandia from 2. Grandia 2. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I know you're talking about. I was. I thought for some reason I was thinking Mortal Kombat. I'm like, she never became a school. Oh, it's Millennia, not Melina. Millennial. Yeah. She's like, I'm I'm like actively looking it up while you guys are talking. Frog, you have to look her up. She's just. What's your name? She's just Princess Peach with horns. She's from uh, what? Uh, Grandia Two. Grand I A. I found a a picture from Photo Bucket that's not a dead. She's got big old orange hair and like horns. (laughs) Here, I, I just so, posted it in the in the chat. I just, She's the best. <laughs> She's the best. Moth has posted a blurry picture of like Peach from Melee. <laughs> <With> an... <laughs> All right. And okay. What's your third? What's your third, Mike? My third. Yep. Is Isaac Clark's dead wife from uh, Dead Space? <laughs> really? That's so specific. <laughs> I don't know if you're doing that just for shock value or not, but I'm still calling the cops on you. Now <laughs> yeah, it, it was just a joke. I wanted to get a, I wanted to get a rise out of you, Rubes. Uh, Rubes. <laughs> we we actually believe it or not, we have another question. Do we? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so next season, March comes in like a lion is getting season. That's three, right. Season I forgot. Four. That's a lot of seasons. Uh, Medivac wants to know: Have any of you seen it, and what are your opinions on the series? No, uh, and no. Uh, I actually have. I, I started oh, watching it this week. It and she's excited. Uh, I just recently... Sorry, Medivac, after shitting on you for last episode, I, I almost shit forgot your him. question. 
I I mean, I was tired and inadvertently did. You're a good boy, <laughs> Medivac. I don't think you're a dummy. Um, I think he is. I watched. Uh, Mar- I started watching March Comes in like a lion a, a dummy, few days Medivac. ago, and I've watched the entire first season. That show is amazing. Like it's. I've never seen a show in which every character has incredible layers of nuance to the point where even the shittiest character, I don't hate them because I understand why they're such a shitty person. It's a fantastic show. I really recommend it. Go into it thinking, like, when I first started watching it, I didn't like it. And it's because it's very moody and depressing, the first episode. But it ends with... Uh, some slapstick comedy and it's like oh that feels out of place but then I realize it's moody and depressing because the main character is depressed and because he's depressed he's kind of self-involved and not everyone around him actually hates him and it's it, it it's kind of an incredibly realistic uh, portrayal of a self-obsessed depressed person which uh, I am one so I, I really does good stuff for me uh, that's a really fantastic show. Thank you, Moth, for remembering me to rem- uh, recommend it to people. Because I'm going to go through the second season, and then I'm going to watch the third. Also, on Netflix, you can watch the dub, and the dub is actually pretty good. Yeah, I'm not going to believe a word you just said right there at the end. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I, I think, actually, what you are trying to get at, Mike, uh, that wraps it up for this week. We had a lot to talk about. I'm glad we did. Um we, went, uh, we are going to do episode uh, 10. Uh, in episode 10, we're going to do a guilty pleasure list. Uh, I think that was the theme we agreed upon. And if not, I just came up with yeah, it. And we're going you definitely just, just came up with it. You breached inside of your own gaping asshole that which a buggy can fit into and pulled out a rancid thing and just throwing it at the wind. Come listen to episode 10 okay. to hear us talk about a movie we would try <laughs> to talk about for three weeks that Moth forgot to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that'll be pushed on to episode 11. Yeah, probably. Uh, episode <laughs> right. episode eleven is going to be, and we're announcing it. I suppose we're going to have a guest. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot oh. about that. Yeah, uh, nobody famous, uh, but we are going to have a guest. Oh, uh, we forgot to plug things. Oh yeah, uh, I am English Mike. You can follow me on Twitter at I, at any Mikeru. Uh, Frog, do you want to spell it? A A N I M A I K E R U. Thank you. And oh yeah, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> you can catch me on Twitter and Twitch uh, at, at Frog King F R zero G K one N G. I don't post much, but I can post a lot of Meat Clown if you want. Um, stop posting Meat Clown. You I'm not gonna stop posting Meat Clown for another week or two. Fucking crime! You are a crime against humanity. Come follow me for extra Meat Clown images daily. Um, and that Moth sounds uh, like is a Moth. Threat. Moth is yeah, there. I'm, I'm Moth. Uh, catch Moth on Moth.com where you can see his wide selection of Moth pussy. Yeah, I, I don't actually know. Um, I'm going to go on Moth.com yeah, so and see what that actually is. We will catch you guys later. I am now off to go watch the 50-minute Hideo Kojima, Norman Reedus, and the Funky Fetus trailer they released. I watched I that. Show. That's good shit. Have fun with that one, Moth. All right. Until next time. That was awful. is for sale. I'm going to buy my way out of this podcast. Have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye. Have a terrible day, unless it's about Meat Clown. I fucking hate you so much. Oh, <laughs> my